0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dax Randall Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Lily Padman. Hi. Your hair got wild over the last two <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I, like I looked down at my phone. I looked up, and it looked like oh, there's a male lion in the room. <laughs>
1: what? Happened?
0: Big mane. Did you just shake it out when I wasn't looking?
1: I don't think so. Oh my
0: God, it's everywhere. Oh my God, it's, it's cascading exploding. over both shoulders. It's up above your headset.
1: Ding, ding, ding. What? Indians have great hair. Ding, the ding, the greatest ding. hair. Hussin.
0: Hussin. <laughs> <laughs> duck, duck, goose, Hassan. <laughs> Hassan Minaj mm. is a friend of ours. We love him. We interviewed him. We loved him. Then he and I had this whole soap opera that took place, trans yes. transpired. Yes. We'll go through it yep. in nauseating detail.
1: No, it's, it's, it's interesting. Fun.
0: But he's here to talk about his new comedy special, which we love. We had the great pleasure of seeing live. Oh. Yes, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, he's back.
2: <laughs> That's been happening over oh, yeah. and over. It's here. I kept
0: it's here. texting you so we could hear it do that. Oh, I
2: was like, why does keep texting I hi? Turn the thing on so I can hear it when you wanted me to come here for the
1: fact.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Oh, we love it. Is that you it. or is that Urkel.
1: That one's Urkel. Oh, I thought it was man. Urkel. I told everyone it was you. Oh.
0: <laughs> but who would know? I mean, it's exactly. so identical. But I, I I did, I could tell. Oh,
1: you did? You called I it. I called it out. Yeah, I think I bought that one for like $1.99. Oh, uh, wow. Well,
0: you've gotten your dollar to the 99 because <laughs> it yeah. ruined several different <laughs> intros and a couple of. <laughs> 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 Anyways, the King's Jester, which we saw live and we had a yeah. great time <laughs> like seeing.
1: What happened
0: to him. <laughs> well, we just started making the find my phone thing start going on like blaring <laughs> as loud as it could. It's
1: so it's like the white Teslas. They just happen. They're pop-outs.
0: They're pop-outs. So Hasan Minhaj is here. He's an award-winning comedian, a writer, and a political commentator. He had the incredible show Patriot Act with Hasan Minhaj. If you haven't watched that, please go to Netflix and check it out. such a good show. He became very popular on The Daily Show. He had a great stand-up special a while back called Homecoming King. And this was such a blast. And he's got a great new special out, as we said, The King's Jester. This was one of my favorite conversations we've had in quite a while. Really fun. This was a time warp. Mm. Mm. Oh, bussin menage
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: yes it's megalith just remember this is on fleek on god on god bussin menage we are supported by squarespace guys we have a squarespace website that's just gorgeous that wabi Wob, you uh you built that yourself using all the templates yeah i sure did yeah easy peasy so easy Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Taco Bell. Oh,
1: man. We often do two recordings a day, and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy, and we're always craving something really yummy.
0: Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all-new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that.
1: Mmm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage, and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious.
0: Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, burrito and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell Now. He's an You're setting everything up over here, and I need you, to, I want you to set it up over here. Really?
1: Because that's your special spot, that's it's your spot. nightstand. Stand. I mean, yeah. Don't Do you remember? I remember. Oh my God, so much has changed for all of us. Since you were here
0: last, you so seem good. like you have some so hesitation fine. right now. No, 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 no. I'm just okay. like tired. Are you tired? I'm just fucking tired, man. Me too. Let's talk about our night of sleep because mine was absolutely horrific, and I'd love to walk you through it. There's nothing more boring the than t- t- talking about your circadian rhythm. <laughs> yes.
1: Maybe throw a let's, dream. Let's in start
0: that. with yours, so I seem generous. No, I'll start with yours. No, no. Did you stay out too late? You guys went and got Thai food. We went to Thai Town. To me, that's a perfect LA night. Yeah, yeah. And how do you like, like Thai Town, Monica?
1: Yeah. Wait, where is
0: it? Right here. We're in Thai town. In th- you oh, and I, yeah, don't. I love it. I live here. We don't, though. You know I what I'm saying? We order
1: Thai, but I don't really, but really go out in Thai town.
0: The point we were making last night is like, we ordered Thai food way more than when we lived in Thai town. Right. Mm. Interesting. And we would never walk down the street to go to a Thai restaurant, which we should. Yeah. I like going to places in Los Angeles that's like, This ain't Hollywood.
1: I love that. That's true.
0: That's the cool part about K-Town. Could you extend that to like Korean barbecue downtown? Because when I go into those places, I'm like, what's happening? There's multiple fires burning in this
3: restaurant. And there's 148 people in a place that has 80 capacity. (laughs) Absolutely. And there's a line and it's not a scene and no one could give a fuck
0: that yeah, Dax
3: and Kristen are here.
0: Nor is anyone dressed up for the event. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's yeah. primal. Let's yeah. fucking grill this shit at our table. Yeah. Were you there the in Thai as well? I wasn't, but I was with Husson last night. And he did you t- go to then? No, no, no. That's way too late for me.
3: Yeah. Oh. One of the themes I want to talk about today is graduating from things.
0: Oh, Ooh. okay. And I wanted to say
3: thank you oh. for doing what you did last night. So for the listeners, yes. Dax hosted this Q&A for the premiere for the special. Streaming now on Netflix.
0: Oh my yes. God, it's out currently. It's out. We were first on the tip. Like We, were. we saw you at Nokia, and we yeah. were like, let's get him in here right now, Yeah. so that everyone in America will go to these live shows. You didn't need our help. They yeah. all sold out. <laughs> yes. So totally useless. So now you played it right. We do want people to watch it on Netflix. That's yes. the whole thing. <laughs> yes. And so- you guys left this beautiful addendum, and people told me about it, and it was very
3: sweet.
1: It was so special.
3: But last night was a Q&A. Yeah. And yes. it's a very vulnerable feeling because you're about to put something out. You put a lot of time into. I personally put a lot of money into it. I did a lot of things that are not currently incentivized in show business putting up personal equity, financial equity.
0: Uh Can I ask really quick, do you mean that you financed this thing yourself and it was a negative pickup for Netflix? No, No. not that, but the set needs to be this way. The lighting designer needs to be this way. The stage designer needs to
3: be Scott Pask. We need Ludwig Gorenson to do the opening music, all that sort of stuff. And they're like, that's going to eat
0: into everything. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm a greedy little pig. So I'm like, what percentage will I make? Really? So I admire when people are like, no, I don't give a fuck if I'm in debt after this. Mm. This thing has to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I like integrity. that. Yeah,
3: And so the vulnerability and fear that I have is that everybody calling me being like, dude, you're an idiot. Don't do this. It turns out to be right. They're vindicated and... It was all for naught. Why would you spend that much money on a set? Yeah, it's a one and done. Yeah, it's somewhere in New Jersey somewhere and they're just chopping it up. <laughs> so, and yes, some Guido
0: it. has it in his backyard at his daughter's 16th birthday party and he's like, that's Hassan Manage. <laughs> uh, and i <I'm laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Can I ask you this? Yeah. This is nitty gritty. The money, how much I spent? But forget that.
1: <laughs> he does want to know that. Because it's
0: on Netflix, yeah. there's no ancillary market. How does the performance affect whether or not this was a good gamble or not? The test that I put it to is emotional resonance. Okay. The degree to which it penetrates with
3: people in their heart. For me, that's everything. When you guys came to the show in Nokia and when Monica was showing yes. love, yes. it meant everything to me. It was much deeper than showing so love. So much more than Dax.
1: Good. Thank of you. Like
3: in orders of magnitude more. <laughs> well because I also know how tough the standard is. There is an implicit thing of perhaps if Monica looks at me and is like, yo, yeah, this guy looks like my cousin. runs up there doing stand-up or Pratik is up there doing stand-up. Like, really? <laughs> I have to surpass that feeling.
1: And I'm extra. You know, I'm in there like, mm. <laughs> exactly, exactly, I don't, I'm not going to feel.
0: A lot of mm, energy. Uh, yeah. No, I'll say for Monica, like what I gave you was praise. What Monica gave you was a kind of life moment, a reflection Uh, Oh my God, I could have done that. It was like an epiphany. Yes.
1: You gave me an epiphany.
0: So let's just spell it out for people because I know we talked about it after we saw it, but that was over a year ago. So let's just say we're on our way home from that and you're saying these things.
1: Yeah, I said, oh wow, I chose this lane of totally erasing anything Indian and I didn't want to look at it and that's not me and that's not me that's not me, that's not me because I thought that was the way to get acceptance and get yeah. success and you didn't do that. You were so authentic and you own it and it worked and I was watching it like, oh my God, you can do it. You can be authentic and appealing and Lovable and all those things that I thought was totally impossible to do, and you did it, and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. I loved it.
0: I'm thinking out loud, I could totally be wrong about this. I guess Aziz incorporates a lot of his background into his work, Aziz does,
1: but it is different. It's different. You're coming in and out of speaking,
0: it's different. Yeah, mask off, bro, and And it
1: scares me like when you're doing that
0: cursing
3: in Hindi, yeah. I actually got to give props to the person that I originally saw do this, John Leguizamo. Those performances that he had in the early 2000s for him as a Latino performer, and he fucked up Broadway. The black tank top, and he's speaking Spanish and English, and he's hot, and he's sexy. Broadway's not built for that. It's built for like Billy Crystal and that, that sort of vibe. And I'm a big believer in history repeats itself, then deletes itself. So people quickly forget. None of this is new.
1: We were told to saying that I love that Dax hates, which it's is- too obscure. History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes.
3: Oh, yeah. That's you great. love it? You're right on board. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love one. it. I vibe with it. Uh, I, vibe with it. Uh, like, I love little... how we're just talking in Etsy, you know,
1: <laughs> statements.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the point is, oh. so for me, I was like, I want to do that. And if it works, hopefully people will be like, I think I really know Hassan. Yes. And it's not a facade or it's not- Something that will ebb and flow based on the algorithm every couple years where I'm like regurgitating talking points that other kids are doing. Because I have felt that before. I'm like, oh, this is just high school all over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is an old Seinfeld thing. I remember hearing him on Stern saying, you know, you have an act and then you're taking it around the country. And the act is developed in New York City. So you have jokes about being in a cab and that unique experience of being in a New York cab. And then you think, well, this isn't going to translate when I go to Oklahoma because those people don't ride in cabs. But what you're doing is you're finding a human truth within the cab experience that someone easily transplants onto something else. It's kind of universal, right? So it's like even through your specificity, I'm in the audience relating enormously because— The themes, as unique as they are, they're not. The words are different. Totally. The core theme, actually, when I was thinking about it, it's like
3: a proclamation and declaration of love for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a part of me, and I want to get to this. We got to squash our little thing.
0: (gasps) Well, it's already been squashed, but we'll let the listener ride it out.
3: But it actually is a call and a declaration of love for yourself.
1: I think that's what I felt. He's accepted himself and I love him. I think he's
3: became a role model in a little
1: Yeah, it was really I don't
3: want to do that, but I do love our people. I love my people. I love the color of our skin. I love the way Indian girls, their eyes are this beautiful almond shape. I love the little sideburn hair here. I love the way the back part of your arm fat feels and my arm fat feels too. It's oh so daisy, it's like a squishy little thing. And Cody, Corey, and Cole are never gonna get that, <laughs> but I will. There's that great line from Tupac, Tupac cares if nobody else cares. That's the way I feel about our people. Yeah. And I don't wanna actually make it a divisive thing. If you really go underneath it, it's like the game, media, Hollywood, Instagram will make you feel less than. Of course, I'm yes. not tall enough, yeah. yoked enough. And I think there is this feeling of all of that coolness is actually in my living room. And as a kid, I always thought, I'm like, man, if I could only be Buddha, if I can only be like bubble. And I then came to Hollywood and it's the same game. Man, if only I was like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And if only I was like Donald Glove. And I'm like, fuck that. We are amazing too. Yeah. Urdu poetry comes from us. All that Etsy roomy shit that white girls have on back—that's us. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma writes Urdu poetry. That's us. You're doing fucking downward dog yoga and like yeah. doing ayahuasca. You're doing us.
0: Wait, you're claiming ayahuasca? I'm not claiming ayahuasca. Okay, okay. The whole
3: thing about like a- <laughs> yeah, okay, I just I'm gonna be go meet with the abundant, all that stuff. They're gonna give me my mantra. I'm like, bro, we've been doing this. Sure. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, wait a second. I thought that if UCB accepted me, uh-huh. Hassan Minhaj. I would be cool. I'm like, we've been cool. We have a history of cool. Language, poetry, food, culture, architecture. Then when I go back to India, they can speak multiple language. I'm like, y'all need to catch up. So that's the undercurrent of it, of just like, I actually think you're confused.
1: Wow, it's powerful. (laughs) It's visceral (laughs) for me. I'm (laughs) I'm
0: mad you didn't yell preach at any point. That was a prime opportunity once in your life to be able to say preach.
1: I know, but I'm... Not there yet. I'm getting there, but I am still that person. But I'm a
3: husband now and a father. Both of us are married to small women. Mm -hmm. Small powerful women. (laughs) Yeah. Bina's a five foot, she says five foot one. I think she's five feet. Good girl. Things have happened in her life. She'll get overlooked. People will speak over her. Someone will cut her in line at a coffee shop. Her day is mired by all these things where she feels like, hey, are you not respecting my personal space, my autonomy, in my presence here, the hip hop term of it would be, are you sunning me right now? Are you nice. putting me in my place? There are these little things where she goes, you may not understand. You're taller. People now recognize you. You're famous. You're handsome in an Anglo way. Sure, bit. sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> She'll take our kids to a park or whatever. They might assume she's a nanny. Sure. All these sort of things of just like, fuck this. And there's part of me where I'll have to be the Dame Dash to her Jay-Z. I'll be her hype man. I'm like. Fuck her with her fucking sunburnt skin. Look at the way your skin glows. <laughs> look at the way your hair is so thick and full. You're gonna let her yeah. make you feel small. Look at your eyebrows. Yeah, I'm like, Those look are at the envy ab- of this entire yeah. fucking block. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, and you work, and you have two kids, and you're one of the fucking most banging no, ladies so at this parent-teacher conference. So don't let people Venus, make you feel small. So attractive. So like, I kind of have this thing where <coughs> I gotta hype her up.
2: That's nice. Yeah,
3: and I think there's a little bit of we don't believe in ourselves. Yes. I'm here to tell Bina we're not gonna ask anybody else to give that to you. You're enough and I'm gonna be here your whole life telling you that you're enough. You're gonna be great, Bean. Yeah. I mean it sincerely, I'm like, you're so fly.
1: Okay, I have to say something because you said something a second ago and now I feel like I have to say it or it's not honest or truthful, but the hair, this like little hair on your face right here, I had that lasered off. Yeah. Okay. Because to me, That would be impossible that anyone would like that. Because I grew up in white America. I think it's
0: cute, though. I think it's super cute. I know,
1: but I guess that's what's so... Okay, I have one
0: thing I want to push back on, too. You are framing it as only you can appreciate it, not Corey, Kevin, or whatever white guy names you threw out. That's the part I call bullshit on. Humans can appreciate humans. You're not uniquely qualified to enjoy that little unique (laughs) chub right here. Yeah. Okay, I can... Totally recognize what's happening right here when I grab Monica right here. What a unique incredible sensation. I'm setting up this debate because you came yeah, with an yeah. agenda. I came with an agenda. Ooh, with, against I love agenda. Yeah. Not, oh, against, no. Monica. not <laughs> against Monica. Monica. <laughs> not against Monica. It's okay. That she needs to like brown boys. Oh, let's get Oh, yeah, 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 Nobody has a monopoly on loving or appreciating Love anyone. is love. Love a- is and love. And appreciation and everything. But you also must love yourself. That's not my complaint. Okay. I must be very clear about my complaint. Okay, what's the complaint? Your statement was, I love those hairs. I love the color of your skin. I love the shape of your eyes. And Corey, Kevin, and whatever, Brandon, can't. I'm just planting a flag. That, sure. that When your debate with Monica comes up, sure. I'm going to reference this. Yeah. Okay.
3: It's the commonality and shared lived experience. That's it. There's a thing of, I can appreciate it. And mm-hmm. that is true. I can accept you as a friend and as a brother, even despite if we come from different creeds or classes. That's codified in my faith as well as a Muslim. What I'm talking about is one of my best friends growing up, Andrew. Him and his dad would go to Cubs games. And they love the cubbies. Yeah, yeah. And like dad <laughs> cracks open a brewski. Uh-huh. Yeah. They go on a pub crawl. I'm like, what's a pub crawl? I've never drank alcohol. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm practicing Muslim. I've never had that. Yeah. So I'll go up to my friends is like Dax and Derek and Dan and I'll go, what's the crawl? Like, yeah. what is that? And they're like, what? They're able to speak to a certain Irish Catholic, Boston, Chicago upbringing. And I could come along, but it's
0: like, you guys see each other in a certain way, and that's okay. But you are dead right that there is a segment of white America that's been on a pub crawl with their dad and been to a fucking Cubbies game. Not me. Not anyone I grew up with. We didn't have fucking dads. So that's what I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. I do think your concept of the white male is a little too generic. You have to recognize that 65% of the country is white. There's 300 million Americans. You're talking about 210 million. Some of us grew up in abject poverty. Some of us grew up with dads that ran trust funds. So I'm asking you to extend that there's this enormous variety in Chad, Dax, Devin, and Kevin. full submission to that. Okay, because I don't relate to these dudes you're talking about either.
1: But it's a sector of white males who often... Run Run everything. (laughs)
0: Yes, I'll agree with that. And
1: so that's the person that you're looking at when you grow up.
3: By the way, Dax, I mean this sincerely. I do love you as a person, and I do love anybody that rocks with my lived experience, that comes out, supports. There's a ton of different types of people that come out to support. This actually more is of a moment of I'm at Monica's parents' house, and we're like in the living room, and I go, hey, can we go to your room and play N64? And we close the door. And this is me just being like, I think you're really beautiful and charming and stunning and amazing. I just want to let you know that. And I know I look like a guy you went to Sunday school with or temple with. I just want to let you know that I see that beauty in you in a very unique, specific way. And I see that beauty in myself too. Yeah, I love it. And I love that we both have a little bit of fuzz on our arms, but that doesn't mean we can't get it popping. In a way that's not being shown in she's all that or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mm -hmm. but we're both worthy of that type of love. I couldn't be more supportive. It's not that nobody else is excluded from that. I just wanna have that private moment in the thing and then just be like, I think you're really beautiful and special.
0: And white folks don't need defending, level the blows. And by the
3: way, you are so right to use a blanket statement in any which direction, then what? It's just hack jokes. What's the greater observation about that?
0: By the way, if I didn't know we were coming eventually to an evaluation of Monica's sexual desires no, i wouldn't be no. no hold on this is about love attraction bro. if i didn't know we were coming to that i would have felt no need to intervene with your total layout which is beautiful and i'm yeah. supportive of but because i know what's coming that's why the breadcrumbs have been dropped they've been dropped okay. i'm
1: so excited okay so
0: let's first start we had you on some years ago i adored you i think i made that Past very tense. clear Past no 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 Alley.
1: no no no, no thinks you're his brother. You
0: left, and I adored uh-huh. you. I even thought in my head, somehow he and I can be friends at some point. I'm going to say a year later, I get a email from my publicist that says, wow, this you and Husson thing's really blowing up online. And I'm like, what me and Hussin thing? And then he sends me like 10 articles. Now, here's my recollection. I'm open to you correcting that. You were involved with some kind of interview. Vanity Fair lie detector test. Okay.
3: Yeah, no, no, we got it. Let's paint the picture.
0: Because okay. we can't go to archival. Continue. <laughs> See, it's happening right now. Like, I love you so much. Okay. <laughs> so then it's brought to my attention that you were talking about the struggle of being a performer in Hollywood. Yeah. And that there was a movement to give white schlubs their own show. And they were handing out shows to white schlubs. Uh-huh. And then you mentioned me. You rate me at being a six. You're getting the order wrong. I hope it is a testimonial to how much I've moved beyond it. By the time I'm catching up with this, it's basically like you said I was a schlub who got his own show and I'm a six. That's kind of what I heard. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so you tell me the order and what was really said. All right, first things first, it's very important
3: to hear what is actually in the audio. I think what you're saying is what you interpreted, not what you heard. Possibly. the lie detector test is like, have you ever not gone outside because you've had a bad hair day? no. And it's like, <laughs> eh, like you're lying, right? right. It's like, oh fuck. Like it's a photo of like Nick Kroll and John Melania. Like, are you jealous of their friendship? And I'm like, no. And it's like, eh. and it's like okay, I am. Like, sometimes I really want them to text me back and <laughs> validate me. <laughs> Then they're like, Do you think
0: this person? And so photo of Dax is just like, how attractive do you think this person is? Do you think this person's a 10? Okay. So when I complain about how I look on here, and people are like, get over it. You're handsome. I'm a part of so many articles of a hot girl with an ugly guy. There sure. is a whole movement on the internet that I have seen. And then the notion that Vandy Fair would ask you to evaluate me, again, confirms I what know. I'm saying. That I there's a that. there is a movement that thinks I'm very unattractive. I'm sorry. For that movement. And then I'll apologize to <laughs> okay, you for what I've done. Okay, go ahead. So basically,
3: they were just trying to be like, hey, are you hotter than him? Yes. Okay. Now, look, I'm going to tell this to you to your face. Yeah, yeah, you are hotter than me. The same way if we were playing pickup basketball. Yeah. You're going to get this work, Dex.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we to still
3: not in pickup basketball, yeah. but you are much better looking than me. <laughs> we could play Horses 21, whatever you want it. Yeah. And that kind of belief in myself, which is honorable, is what goes back to this little convo that me and Monica were having in the bedroom during the birthday party downstairs. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit of, oh, you want me to go head to head? And this has nothing yes. to do with you. It's on us. It's on me. The way I was raised of there is something culturally of, being humble not thinking too high of yourself in conflating at times confidence with arrogance that's our biggest problem that my parents kind of instilled in me if you exhibit any level of confidence my dad would be like don't do that you shouldn't talk like that that's not right and that can be to your detriment you can hold yourself small in order to accomplish anything you have to believe and dream big and you have to start with that. That's why you're drawn to hip hop. It's revolutionary. Totally, you're exactly. Like, Wait, these dudes owning their shit. To me, hip hop is just the H-1B visa story.
0: <laughs> you don't
3: want me in, and I'm coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yes. It's great, 100%. right? Okay, yeah. that's what I connect to. So part of that statement, and Dax, it wasn't even about you. It was just about me being like, man, put anybody next. I don't care. And. I'll be honest. Here's the trauma I'm carrying. Trauma? Why am I saying? There's no trauma. I'm a fucking baggage. performer, whatever. We shouldn't take ourselves as seriously. The chip on my shoulder was this, is that sometimes when I was coming up, when I first moved to LA in 2009, and I'm auditioning for the untitled Adam Sezekiel pilot, when I'm auditioning for Ben Fox as my Manny, and I'm like killing myself for these fucking garbage pilots, my agent would tell me, well, you did good in the read, but they just don't see you as the lead. And then I'm hanging out with the monicas and other girls and blah 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 blah. And they go, isn't Ryan Gosling so hot? I go, This motherfucker who always looks like he hasn't taken his Claritin. He always looks like he's halfway <laughs> he hasn't fallen asleep.
2: Taken <laughs> <his Claritin. laughs> Wait, what This a-
3: guy, oh man, let's who's always quasi-sleepy, let's <laughs> you think he can bit. hold oh, He God. can hold Hrithik Roshan <laughs> one-on-one? Are you kidding me? I go, can he sing? Can he dance? Does he have green eyes like a fucking leopard? Like this guy can't hold any Bollywood stars, Jock. Ranveer Singh can dance, and he's ripped, and he's yoked. He does nine things. And don't tell me La La Land is dancing. We've been dancing. <laughs> We've been dancing, really dancing. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I love it. Am I lying? No, no, no. no. You were an avatar for this macro thing. It's the lack of qualitative honesty between the two things. Are both of these objectively the same? Look at this person that's doing nine things. This movie star that can speak eight languages mm-hmm. that is going between Hindi film, hip hop, crumping, Kathak, bartnot, all those things and being elegant and crying. And you're comparing just a little bit of jazz hands and saying they're the same.
0: Stop it. Okay, bitch. hold on though.
1: It's a power we've given white people. The immediate go-to is, well, yeah, they're better.
0: We have to confront a certain reality. This star you're talking about, the Bollywood star, he can't go to China and be a big star. There is a marketplace. You cannot get around Billy, the market. is huge in China, bro. It's huge in Afghanistan.
3: It's huge around the world. The same way I have an ethnocentric myopic misunderstanding of the cubbies, you also have a myopic <laughs> worldview, an ethnocentric bias where you're not seeing that. And I'm here to grab your hand, bro. Let's get on a plane right now. Let me show you this world.
0: Well, listen, you are correct. Yeah. But I just need to point out, Noah's saying, should we get Ranveer Singh or should we get Ryan Gosling? They were saying, we're going to make a movie that is going to play in the United States. Who opens the movie in United States? Because that's where this movie is being made and the primary investment. We're not going to confront that reality. Riz Ahmed is one of the greatest working actors right now. Riz
3: Ahmed is a fucking beast. I've said this to his face. I've said this on panels. He's on a Joaquin Phoenix at the Oscars every year level. But that same argument would be like, can he open a movie? Can he blah, 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 blah? Can he do those things?
0: All I'm pointing out to you is that the argument wasn't who's better. By the way, it's not who's better between white guys. You think Ben Affleck has been the best actor out there for some of these roles? He was somebody people wanted to go see on Friday nights. Yeah. So I just want to be clear that the analysis was never qualitative. If you wanted the economic debate, yeah. you have been proven right. But just the premise of who's better was never on the table. I don't believe. So rest in peace Irfan Khan, one of the greatest, not only
3: Bollywood dramatic actors, but he started crossing over and doing movies here. Have you ever seen the movie, The Lunchbox? He's incredible in The Lunchbox. He was in Jurassic World. This is that classic thing of you're a huge star over there. He literally has like three lines, like, get in the helicopter. That's it. And then the helicopter crashes. Oh, so it's bad advice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not good advice. You know what I'm saying? So you know qualitatively this guy
0: has off-the-charts skills, and actors know that's the issue. I just hit you up and said, please watch Triple R.
3: Yeah, Triple R is great.
0: That movie, as a directorial accomplishment, dwarfs Almost every movie that's been released in the last 10 years. So I'm bowing down and conceding that the talent level is is beyond. You don't have a pushback on that whatsoever. I'm only pointing out that the analysis, the glasses that were being worn in 2006, which proved to be wrong. But I just would hate for you as part of your synthesis of it to think that someone held up those two pictures and said, Ryan Gosling's more talented.
1: Right, that's true. Talent is unfortunately just a small piece for everyone
0: yeah, here. Yeah, This is
3: where I need to apologize to you. And I think a lot of people actually, actually just you. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I apologize for doing that game that went viral. Give people the answer. You said you're more handsome than me, which again, I agree. Okay. No, truly. Okay. You are absolutely better looking than yeah, me. Yeah, My wife is much more attracted to I know, you is, than she is, is to me. This is a very stupid That's thing. That's true. It's not good to do. But hold on. <laughs> We're still not to my issue. Okay. So then they said, we'll give them a number. And you went with six, which ironically, if you were to go back and listen to this podcast or watch me on Conan O'Brien, that is a number I give myself all the time. I've always called myself a six. So I'm on full record agreeing with you that I'm a six. Wasn't my issue. Go ahead. Yes. So what
3: ends up happening is there is a series of movies that come out where it's just called Relatable Leading Guy. It's an everyman guy at the (laughs) pub crawl, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, However, the requirement for the studio to then back that same lead and have that person be black. They got to be Idris Elba. They got to be Daniel Kaluuya. They got to be- It's the Chris Rock joke.
0: He yeah. lives next to an average dentist. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Average yeah. You know, know my neighbor dentist. is? It's a fucking dentist. <laughs> an average- You know
3: what I would have to do <laughs> yes. to have the same house and be a dentist? I'd have to invent teeth. Yes. <laughs> Perfect joke. Yes, yes, yes. I'm encapsulating that for the- Daniel Day Kim's, you gotta have a jawline that can fucking cut bread yeah. and be diced and 3% body fat and be erudite and smart and sensitive and have women like you. You have to have 15 things. You have to be the best. The best. Yeah. yeah. We're in agreement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just to enter the conversation. You don't, now you're on Big Bang Theory. There is no Paul Rudd area for you. No B yeah. strata no, for no, you. No, 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 no. The suit's gotta be perfect. The abs gotta be perfect. Every type of girl has to like you. You have yes. to be just fucking banging. You're cut through it all. So that was my point.
0: So, I learn of this. The thing that I get really hurt by is the suggestion that the opportunities I was given or where I'm at in life was as a result of a casting call for average white male. That's what hurts my feelings. Yeah. The implication being that I didn't work the same way as these worked. Write my own shit. Direct my own yes. shit. Self create. Self generate. And that feeling. You are so right to feel that way. So I Instagrammed you and I basically said, what is all this about? Uh I thought we were bros, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, to your credit, you said, can I call you? That's nice. Right. I'm glad I reached out. I probably couldn't have at 39. At 45, I was like, I'm just going to open up a conversation about this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, to your credit, said, let's get on the phone. I was with the kids. I walked out to
3: the porch. And let me tell you something. This thing goes viral. Because, by the way, it was an (laughs) innocuous throwaway joke from a Vanity Fair interview in like 2019. They put you on the lie detector test and they're swiping through a million things. I'm doing this joke about I just need to have abs and I can be number one on the call sheet. That's basically the point I'm making. That need to be excellent. The Chris Rock joke. I got to invent teeth. Okay? It started to feel bad in my heart. Like my heart didn't feel good because... I know Dax and Dax is a good dude and Dax and Kristen are good people. There were two things. I go out to the porch, I call him and Dax just said what he just said just now. Hey man, it made me feel like you were negating my work and my experience and all of that. And by the way, what you're speaking to is the biggest problem that the Democratic Party is having right now in communicating with America. You are reducing millions of people's lives down to these like very triggering words as if they don't suffer from poverty, opioid addiction, economic plight. Everybody goes through that. And just because of your skin color does not
0: mean you don't experience pain. It's fucked up and And there's a nice chunk of those cubby crawlers. They got it made. Real talk. Well, nobody's got it made. Fuck the people people that got it made. I'm talking
3: about what you were talking about at the beginning of this conversation. You're like, there's millions of people. And for me, my faith, my heart, the religion I believe in, the way I grew up, it's about loving truly everybody. Everybody is hand-in-hand hand brother. I'm trying to accomplish two things with my art. I want my people to have a little bit more confidence. yeah, For real. And that's yes. okay.
0: By the way, I've been in the audience yeah. and you're giving you're it to them. You're doing it. The audience is all brown and it is their fucking moment. And it's like people watching in the 80s Public Enemy. They're there like, oh no, that's right. We rule.
3: Yeah. And I want... Dax and Kristen and everybody to be like, I never saw politics that way. That's such a great Queen of England joke. Oh wow, that's such a great take on hedge funds. It's that too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that too. Yeah. So I'm trying to do both at the same time.
4: Yeah. Stay tuned for more Armchair
0: Expert. If you dare we are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/dax today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p.com/dax. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that it's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy. So easy. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Sleep Number. Oh, mattresses can be a pretty big purchase. It's kind of like a home. You and your partner have to shop around for one that you'll both love, that's comfortable and suited to your preferences. Well, I'm about to make your lives a whole lot easier. Instead of hopping around from store to store, just check out Sleep Number Smart Beds. They're designed for you and your partner's ever-evolving sleep needs. When you see it, you'll know it's the one. I mean, this just changed the lives of my bride and I. The fact that we didn't have to compromise on the firmness of the mattress and the fact that it can evolve as we evolve is incredible. Sleep Number is great because it's all about what you need. You can adjust the firmness to your ideal settings on each side, perfect for couples. The smart beds respond and adjust to your movements throughout the night to help you sleep better. My Sleep Number is an 85. Whether you need something with more support or something to help quiet the snores, Sleep Number has you covered. So sleep better together with a Sleep Number smart bed. It's the only bed that lets you make each side firmer or softer whenever you like your Sleep Number setting. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
3: Let's get to the thing about reducing people's experience. So what you were talking about, is was just like, hey, man, the way you position that made it seem like I didn't work hard and my life has not been filled with pain and agony and suffering.
0: Well, also, I didn't get offered a lead. I wrote myself. Exactly. So you did work hard and
3: you have gone through a lot of pain and suffering. And I see that. And I apologize if it ever felt like it was positioned that way. And to anybody, if I ever made a joke or a piece of art that made anyone feel like I don't see their humanity and suffering, that's fucked up on my part. Because I'm asking the same of the audience. Hey, see me. The second thing I want to apologize for is to position this thing as if it's zero sum. That's really fucked up and dangerous. That's a great point. This is the ugly thing about the whole representation, affirmative action, this whole conversation. You're turning this shit into Game of Thrones. You're turning this into the fucking Hunger Games. There can only be one. That can turn the
0: discourse into a very ugly thing. What you're talking about is like 2006, being out here reading pilots. And back then, that was true. There was three networks. They had nine time slots for the week. It was kind of zero sum. And then, unforeseeable, we have this explosion in all these platforms. And we literally 100x content all of a sudden. And now it gets less and less zero-sum. Completely unforeseeable. Yeah. But about the zero-sum,
3: all these articles of like, Hassan Minhaj blasts average Dax Shepard. That's so not cool because, again, you're making it zero-sum. We can only celebrate. Yes, king. We stan a king and fuck this guy. And it's gone the other way too. We love this guy. Fuck this cringy hack liberal puppet or whatever people have called me. All that is to say is it is really bad to make it zero sum and behind closed doors that's going to make society, our communities, and the country more divided. And I'm sorry for participating in that game unknowingly.
0: Well, first of all, you apologize on the phone. You were a class act. I left the call. I felt great. Now, did I think you and I are now going to have a long storied friendship at that moment pessimistic about that really not because i was carrying any more resentment it's just like oh that was a wild ride it's like i met you loved you and this thing okay now an apology now we're just like okay then universe that tricky bitch my dad your father ashok simulation which we are all part of we're all a part of it Mm -hmm. yes we are going to attend this weird event in montana last summer yes and We get an email. Okay, you'll be staying in this house. You'll be staying with Hassan and his wife, Bina. And I thought two things right away. Wow, this is ironic. B, thank God we had that phone call. Like had we never had the phone call, we never cleared that up, and we both get sent to that house, who knows what happens? Yeah. Okay. But we had handled our business. We cleaned up. And so I went into it kind of excited. Now, this is a chapter of the story I haven't shared with you. We get to this house. I love a surprise. And (laughs) you make it the funnest four days. You personally and your family. I fucking fall in love with your little girl. I'm just obsessed with Oh my God. Don't say her name on the thing. I'm not going to. We haven't shared her name. Okay. Charles. Yeah. Charles the cutie (laughs) patootie. (laughs) Chuckie Minaj. Yeah. Okay. I meet her. I'm in love with her. Meet the little boy. Meet Bina's mom. What a great thing. We just landed in the family world. We got our kids there. It was heaven. You and I are equally obsessed with the fact that Tom Brady is at this place. TV-12 in the <laughs> house. 12 hunting 12 in the him, building. We're tracking him. You had a run-in with them at the gym. You then yeah. try to coordinate all your workouts to him. To him. <laughs> Through the course of this four days, I love you even more. And you are availing yourself to me in a way that I have found it impossible to do, where you're treating me, whether I was right or wrong about this, with a monicum of mentorship. Big bro. And I was enjoying it so much that I had a moment about a week after that trip landed that had never occurred to me in this whole saga, which was I was like, I now see how Hasan views me. I was not assuming that's how you viewed me. Yeah, for sure. And I said this to Chris and I was sitting in a car waiting for my kids to come out of school and I was like, oh my God, I think he likes me so much that he was like, I can totally punch up to him. It occurred to me, this bizarrely might have been an enormous compliment that I didn't even yeah. think I was on a strata where you felt totally safe. I'm just going to punch up at this guy. He's got it made. Who gives a fuck? He's yeah. safe. And should I have felt flattered by it that you thought I could weather that light little jab? I don't know if that was the right conclusion, but that's the one I ended up walking with that made me feel really good.
3: I was hoping for that because if you remember the way I quote tweeted that viral clip as I go, I just Google image Dak Shepard abs. It's that photo of you and you know this photo. Yeah, from when in Rome. It's you and the beanie and you got the eight pack in the highway to the groin. You got the two <laughs> the arrows. <laughs> the two arrows just pointing, hop on the four o groin. So it was a little bit of fun and games, but when I heard you on the phone, and when I saw the vultures online fall for the meat, again, make it very, yeah, I hate him. It's team this or this, Yankees or Red Sox. Yeah, to support Huston, you must be yeah. against Yeah, and I go, this zero-sum mentality is horrible for communities, culture, society, in your heart. I don't want to participate, and I'm very sorry for that. But yeah, it was big bro energy. And I don't know if I got a chance to tell you, but the thing that Bina and I love most about Dax and Kristen is that you guys have gone through all these hills and hurdles of life. And I'm 37 now. And to see you go through struggle, addiction, marital ups and downs, money, fame, having it, losing it, all of that sort of stuff. That wisdom is something that as a Pedawan, I want to learn. Petawan, tell me. That's well, a Pettawan- student? A student of the Jedi. Yeah.
0: Oh. 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 God. I thought you were speaking. So there's, so there's Jedi's Hindi. and then there's the Padawan.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And the Padawan learned from the Jedi how to wield the lightsaber.
0: Did you think oh that was? Oh my God. Bro, did you think that
3: was? I didn't know. Hindi. Yeah. No, I
1: didn't know. Well, you threw a lot I, of jump, Hindi I jump.
3: I jump. I jump through you metaphors. Do. And I do. I do Hindi and I do and I jump and I do do metaphors. There's but, a
0: lot it of It could stuff have been easily. Yeah, yeah. like, oh my God. And it has a vaguely. um It sounds um, Yeah, yeah.
3: It sounds pretty Hindi, fact they probably ripped it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure if I went somewhere, probably appropriation. Somewhere in India, there's like someone. <laughs> the, the word, the Pethuan or whatever. I'm like, Pedawan, come here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was our whole journey. Yeah. And so I remember leaving that thing and I go, man, I love where Dax is at, where he can just pull up to places wearing overalls with no shirt. It's truly no fucks given. And I'm starting to hit this point because I'm at this weird juncture in my life. When you're young, there's a lot of burning desire inside of you. And this desire to prove and the world needs to be this way. And if it's not, you're bad. And what I've noticed with the older brothers and older sisters that I look up to, there's a little bit more of wisdom and acceptance. That you are going to get things. You are going to lose things. And that's part of it. You don't come out of this unscathed. It's not personal. It's life. Yeah, and your ability to deal with like the jokes about chips and you're not trying to clout chase or ladder climb or
0: position yourself or whatever. You just are who you are. My experience in this country has not been like yours. But I was white trash. And in my town, we were fucking disgusting. And so I, too, am under a journey of... I love this shit. I love the overalls. I love the fucking four-wheelers on the back of my bus. I, too, am at a place where it's like, no, my folks rule. Come to the barbecue, we got the best food. BJ the Chicago Kid, like, that's my song. Like, I, too, am embracing... And hoping to let other kids, just like you, again, I'm not equivocating, but I too have learned to own. Yeah, I'm white trash. And it worked out. But that
3: to me is why it's two things. Dude, I sound like a politician right now, but it is why I love the arts. And our country is at its best when it's doing that. I got into comedy because I felt like I'm a fucking mutant. This is my superpower. I can shoot lasers out of my eyes. And you can shoot shit out of your hands. And Monica can fly. We all have these different superpowers. I'm an improviser. I can sing. I can do this. I can do that. And that was our connective tissue, the creative superpowers we have. And when it's about that, that to me is when you really see somebody, it's not about their nouns or their pronouns. It's their adjectives that describes the noun.
1: Totally. Wow,
3: this person's clever. They're witty. That describes the noun. That's the sauce that we chase. I mean, if you're collaborating on a script with anyone, you're like, who is the smartest writer? Who can give me the most clever punch-up joke? It's about that qualitative aspect. And what's cool about art and free enterprise when it's at its best is that it becomes the marketplace of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the other things that divide us, the nouns and the pronouns and those things that divide us. That's why I love this shit.
0: The hustle of expression.
3: Yeah. And vibing with you on that language, vibing with you on that vibration. And then us being able to be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to come to the barbecue. And you're like, dude, I'm going to come to your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, and going like, man, those superpowers that you have and me experiencing it with you made my world bigger. You and Kristen have probably never been to an Indian wedding or Diwali or Eid, but you guys should come and it'll make your world bigger. Yes. And I could ride an ATV and go on a <laughs> pub crawl and it would make my world bigger. Uh,
1: uh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Not to bring it back to Vanity Fair, but I do want to say it's kind of a microcosm of the whole thing you're talking about. You being even asked to be a part of Vanity Fair, yeah. whatever they're doing, is a big deal. It's a big deal for everyone, but it is a really big deal, I think, when you're a minority in this business. And I watched this, so I do think that you were kind of like, don't put me in this position. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you could not have been like, I'm not answering that. You couldn't have turned in the middle of that because you're on Vanity Fair and it's exciting and you want to be there and you want people to see it and you want people to like you. And it's a weird position to be in still where you can't totally be yourself and be like, I don't want to answer that. I'm not answering that. That's mean. You wouldn't do that. You're playing the game.
3: Yeah, but the real Jedi move, if I knew how to wield the lightsaber, it's like this. I would have been like, I know what you're trying to do here. What you're going to do is position me against Dax. Let's do this. I love Dax. He's a great person. Love the guy. We're going to go ATVing later. Now, you're asking me, do I think I'm hot? I'm hot. I ain't even thinking about Dax. Right. It's not even right. about Dax. Yeah. And then if they go, no, but really, Conde Nast needs this content. Right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. fine, Sir Conde Nast. <laughs> I love you, Dax. I think I'm hotter than you. That's fine. And I could have played it that way.
1: That's a lesson learned. You wouldn't have the wherewithal in that moment where you're doing a thing that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. That you've worked your whole life for. To have that kind of status, to be asked to do a thing. You're not thinking that clearly. You're trying to give people what they want.
0: Well, you're trying to shine. This is your time. Or just be funny and weird. All of it, yes. This is a brag, kind of. I'm going to pat myself on the back. The last big round of press I had to do was maybe when we opened the factory in Texas for the diaper company. And we had rounds of press, right? And it was right when that Alec Baldwin, there was a shooting on the set and someone died. So we're there to talk about a factory in Texas jobs for this diaper line and three different people tried to ensnare us into this hot button topic of someone being killed on a set. And I said, well, what I think is it'd be insanely disrespectful for me to insert myself in a tragedy I have nothing to do with whatsoever. And I think it's unethical of you to even try to ensnare me in that. Yeah, to pull up to the Hello Bello factory. Yeah. And so I gave that answer three times. And there was a little look on each of the person's face of like a glimmer of shame. And then I thought, oh, wow, you can do that. You can tell them, yeah, this is gross, what you're doing. I'm in a really great position to be able to do that. When someone's first time on a red carpet, they start throwing bombs like that. I get the pressure. But it is shocking that you can actually say, oh, this is gross. What's your next question? Which is a pretty gangster move that
3: you did there. Of Like, I know what you're doing. Let me tell you the trick you're trying to do here. And I'm not going to do that. You're kind of putting the shame on them. And they're like, fuck, I am doing that. Can I ask you something I've been wanting to ask you? Yeah. One of the things that I still can't shake, even though I gave Monica my confidence rant or whatever, of like, I see you, we got to believe in each other, whatever. So yesterday at the premiere, I'm suited, booted, everybody's like, you know, dressed to the nines. You look incredible. He's got a plaid fucking blue suit on. Yeah. What I love about Kristen is she's sitting up front with Bina and there's like a little couch And she's just leaned back like this, just watching and chilling. And you and Kristen are so comfortable in these spaces. And what I love so much about you guys is that you really aren't trying. You just like are what you are. And you're not coming from a place of want. I don't sense chip on my shoulder energy. How did you get to that place? Because I'm still like, man, I hope the special goes great. And I have this other show that I want to do. And I hope that goes great. There's all this hope and anticipation still inside of me. Not to say that you don't have that.
0: Here is a big chunk of privilege I have. I was a tall, strong dude growing up. I was funny and I could dance. I had this role in my real life already. Don't say you could dance and not. Because I'll test you to the dance. I'll show you a video right now of me dancing to my favorite song. People are like, oh, he wasn't kidding.
1: One time... I brought up Bruno Mars.
0: Oh, this was a big misstep. <laughs> I
1: yeah. brought up Bruno Mars at the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh my God, it was insane. He was so good. And Dax was like, well, I can do that. And I was like, no, you cannot. And I
0: can't. I hadn't seen him dance, and I was just <laughs> jealous Monica liked him more than me. That's all that happened there. Like, <laughs> so oh I had to
1: show him the yeah, video, yeah, then he was yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah no, I can't. There's no way I could do
0: that. But I could dance. I won the seventh and eighth grade dance contest in my junior high. Holy uh, shit. Yes. So No, this is a big deal. This it's was my one trick. of his
1: identity markers. It
0: is. so. I don't know your high school experience. I know you were confident. I think you were top 1% of what was on the table. You had swagger at a young age. I was good in certain
3: verticals. Like I was really cool in speech and debate. And you played basketball. Yeah, but I didn't make varsity and stuff like that. But
0: like, I really tried, yeah. So something that was just, I'm lucky that where I was born, everyone looked like me. I could be practicing for this role for a while. And I see this a lot in show business. There's a lot of kids that were really artistic and special, and then they become, for lack of a better word, the alphas of our society. I'm not saying this is you, it's a spectrum. There's some real guys who never said hi to anyone in high school that became leading men that are alpha status, and it's a brand new experience for them. And they're having a hard time transitioning because they really just haven't had a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. Like if you were white, you would have been homecoming king. But there's no way they were going to let you be the fucking Ben Affleck of your high school. You couldn't break through that ceiling. Yeah, it's different now. Charming and as tall and as handsome and as funny and as smart. You were capped. So I got to be who I am right now for a while from about seventh grade on. I was practicing with this role of being popular. And I think that's a huge advantage. Sure. For being comfortable in the role of someone in the room that people are looking at. Yeah. And you know what, man? I think one of the things we keep talking about, all of our experiences are different.
3: Monica's lived experience is different than mine, than yours, than Bina's, than Kristen's. The thing that everybody feels is don't box me in. So like what I'm hearing from you is, hey, don't deny my pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. I grew up in fucking shit and squalor. My dad wasn't there. Who the fuck are you to say that I didn't experience pain? That abandonment, those tears are real. There is no New Yorker article that's going to deny me of that. I see that pain and that pain is very real. And there's so many people that have been affected by that. I think with Bina, her lived experience growing up in Kansas, that shit is real too. I have friends that are black in Silicon Valley. They try to get VC funding. Immediately they walk in the room They're like, who's your handler that I need to speak to to get you the money? They're like, you're not seeing all of me. That's what people are saying. See all of me of my qualities. So I think empathy is one of those things where it's got to go both ways. And we got to be able to see everybody's pain, but then not play at zero sum either. Be like, your pain is more than this person's pain. Try to be empathetic and be like, no, I see where you're coming from. And I hope you see where I'm coming from.
0: But I drove away last night going, there's literally one ingredient before you're Eddie Murphy. What are you talking
3: about? You're talking you
0: talking about me. Oh, oh. I'm like looking at you last night and I'm looking at what you've accomplished and I'm looking how you're dressed and I'm looking at all the stuff, the recipe. And I'm like, he's almost Eddie Murphy. Unbridled talent.
2: <laughs> that's the word you're
0: looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of that. An intelligence, a sophistication in a package that's very appealing to everyone with a verbal dexterity that's unmatched. What's the final finishing stage for Hassan? IDGF. I don't give a fuck. You gotta trick yourself into knowing you've been this way forever. You gotta come up with a fake history. That's
1: what you're doing. That is what you're doing. That's what you're saying. You're saying, I love myself. Well, you didn't have the privilege of doing that. You said that just five seconds ago that you were capped. And you were capped for the exact reason that you're complaining about, which is I have all these things to offer and no one will let me show them. No one will see them. No one's willing to see them. All these Cody, Kyle and whatever who are homecoming king. Why are they? That is
0: back to your real argument against Gosling and the dude from Bollywood. That's when it was that. How the fuck are you saying I'm not the biggest swinging dick in this high school?
3: Yeah. Maybe you're right. It's just like, why are you capping me? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cap you. Don't cap me. Right.
1: Right. And you grew up as did I. There yeah. was no going to be homecoming yeah. queen Let's or Let's play king. this
3: like the looks S&P 500. There are <laughs> these 500 companies trading. <laughs> yes. And it's an open market. Let's see yes. how we all stack up. Versus, I remember, even during prom season and all that stuff, they'd be like, oh, are you going to ask so-and-so? And they'd found one of the Indian girls, like, you're going to ask her, right? And she was fly. But <laughs> I didn't like how- It's a given. Maybe I can ask Elena Cervantes. Maybe I could ask- Nicole, but good.
0: She's fly.
1: That's me. I was going to say,
0: that's not a piece you need to add to your toolkit. It's not. You have transitioned very softly and naturally and gently into being elevated status. Ooh. You're swimming in the water. You're not fish out of water with this now elevated status financially, popularity-wise. You took to it well. You were popular in high school. I love that.
1: I was well- liked i did all those things so i could give myself the best shot of being homecoming queen as a metaphor but i couldn't i had a cap i was never gonna be that the most i could be was what i was was well liked was hung on out, the with, the popular hung out know, with popular girls i know i know but
3: and that's why I like at this hypothetical birthday party i'd close the door and i'd be like monica i think actually you're number one on my call sheet I'm going to go back downstairs.
1: Nobody did that for me.
3: And Monica would be like, Hassan was being (laughs) weird.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Just no one said that. My dad's definitely going to listen to this, so I don't want to hurt his feelings. He loves you. I love love you too, Dad.
0: Because he's a political genius. We'll start talking. I'm like, I'm not even forming an opinion until I talk to Ashok on this because he's watched every debate on every obscure channel about this candidate in fucking Wisconsin. Let's find out what the master has to say
1: he loves you and so he'll definitely listen to this and so I don't want to upset him. He is an incredible dad and an incredible grandfather too. So much love from these men but what I didn't hear from them was that I never heard from any male authority in my life. You're beautiful. You have something special about you. I mean they believe that I'm sure but that was never communicated.
0: As she has said, Ashok's number one job in life was to make sure Monica was safe. So how was Monica going to be safe? Monica was going to make money. How was Monica going to make money. She was going to become a professional. You weren't yeah. going to go marry some rich white dude. That was the least no. likely in his mind way to achieve safety they didn't for want you. That. And that wasn't the game plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So for him, I imagine he's like, let's talk about how smart Monica is, how competent she is, how self-driven she is. Those are the things that are going to lead her to where I want her to be, which is safety. Yeah, he accomplished all that by the way. Love, romantic love, and those things.
1: Yeah, it wasn't top priority, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't what was taught or instilled. But no one took me into the bedroom and was like, "Hey, just so you know, no Uh one ever." So of course, I'm not going to think that. How would I? Somebody has to gift you that.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, you got a bona fide six sitting here. Ooh. And a bona fide <laughs> I
1: know. Ten, now, yeah. And
0: it's we're a both light. saying your outrageously number one, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful.
3: <laughs> number one on the call
0: sheet. Beautiful. Number one on the call sheet of eyes, our hearts. The eyes, the lips, the skin color. Okay. We don't need just to gorgeous, normal. gorgeous. So I think, ironically, the thing that you saw in Hassan that I know you want to explore more is, ooh, what's my story? Is not just a girl from Georgia but an Indian girl and then I think a little bit it could be inspired by Monica is her it's not confidence it's
1: yeah cause you're very confident yeah
0: you're too confident <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, God. you're no you're not
1: but I do want to say real quick when you say the thing about going to homecoming and feeling like oh I have just have to ask the Indian girl why can't I ask this person or this person or this person if we're gonna circle back to your agenda yeah, 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 yeah. that's my stance is yeah. I'm like fuck that I'm not limited to that but
3: the three other girls I wanted to ask one of them's Afghan she was so fly she's listening to this she knows exactly <laughs> who she is one of them's Filipino so fly and the other one is Colombian so fly
1: mm. yeah
3: mm. So that's what I'm saying you're right where I was no, you're like right. you know what it is there's just something about girls where I'm like I know you have to take your shoes off outside before you enter the house <laughs> and I'm um, into it. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, Let's, go. Yes. Get to that. So funny. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. You know what I mean? And it's just 2003, and it's not the wave at that point. But I'm like, can you hop on? I come from the future.
0: Can we be honest enough to What's say up? you don't want Monica to date a white guy? No, I'm can not. Can we be honest
3: No, enough? Actually, to close it out, my actual point is, is that as long as... Whoever she's with sees her that way. As this, with that rule. level of specificity mm-hmm. and obsession, then of course, let it rock, bro. That's against my faith. You're not okay. allowed to do that in Islam to let it rock
0: or underappreciate,
3: yeah. To yeah, have yeah, like yeah. separation by color, caste, and all that stuff. No Arab thinks they're better than a non Arab, like this is like codified, in except the for the ones
0: that interviewed you at the consulate, right? That's right, <laughs> so, yeah. They're like, so you know, they're like, yeah. exactly. The exactly, exactly,
3: exactly. <laughs> okay, do you and Kristen look back when you look at the ebbs and flows of your career in your life? How did you deal with certain dreams and moments closing? I had this really powerful moment last night when I saw all the kids from Never Have I Ever. And I was so proud of them. I never felt more old (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm like, oh, I'm really 37. Y'all are really like 19. I'm twice your age, but I also felt, oh, go do that and go take over every red carpet and go do the Met Gala and go date Timothy Chalamet. Do all <laughs> of it. Mm-hmm. Do all the things that you're supposed to do, like that. Roll that. around with Gosling, sure. Accomplish what I never was able to—that I failed at when I got to Hollywood at 21. I wish you nothing but the best, and there's not an ounce of jealousy or jellin' in my heart. I want the world for you. And I love that about getting older, that I've gotten better at accepting the failures. I didn't accomplish what I was supposed to accomplish. You know, I thought I'd audition for pilot season and I'd just be Zach Saffron. It didn't happen. I had to pave it a different way. How have you dealt with that? I feel like when I watch you, like when we were at that Illuminati meeting and you walked in and <laughs> no shirt, fucking overalls. I think I had a sleeveless shirt, yeah. to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have something covered. And then the he, he just goes, it's like Madeleine Albright and like fucking Petraeus was there? Yeah, really? yeah General yeah. Petraeus or whatever. And you just go, all right, this is a cult. When do we fuck?
1: Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. this crazy Ryan.
3: orgy start off? Yeah, it's like, when do we fuck? And like, it's like, 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 <laughs> Janet Yellen's like, what? It's just yeah. like supposed to be just like, we're going to yes. talk about ideas or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And what's so cool is that you just went perfectly mask off. You're like, this is weird. I think this is a sex cult. So let's get to it. Yeah, When do you want me to lube up? Yes. And the power move there is that level of honesty comes from, I don't need your affirmation. I don't need your money. I'm not here to hobnob and rub shoulders and ladder climb. I'm here to be me. And if you were a different type of person— You'd maybe I to be like, I want to be an actor in this person's project. So I gotta go be friendly and rub shoulders and I gotta be friends with this click and do this. The moves you're making are so alienating, yet honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I yes. also
0: had a bad moment too. I made a speech that didn't go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had some missteps. Yeah, yeah. And you're just shooting some airballs. But I'm like,
3: I am respecting this bomb so much yeah. because <laughs> you're doing two things. You're being honest. <laughs> And you're risking something. He's risking Mm. his likability in this whole thing. And I go, fucking respect. (laughs) And how have you come to terms with those things? Because I'm sure 2004 DAX, when you're on Punk, and your life and your vision is all these things. And some of those suns have set. Not in a bad way.
4: Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert. If you dare.
0: Back to high school yeah. and it forging this thing that you have, which is I felt unaccepted by the crew. I didn't play sports. I couldn't part my hair down the middle like every white guy could. I had too many colics. And at some point I said, I'm letting you guys know you're not allowed to evaluate me by these criteria because I've removed myself from the pageant. And so I defined myself in seventh grade as being punk rock and being in opposition to you. And that I found out was appealing to people. The thing you like that you just said now 40 years later I recognize, oh, that reads as confidence, whether I had it or not. I told Dax last night, I go, you're ungovernable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. Yeah,
0: man. This is all very flattering. (laughs) Yeah, bro. So I think so much of it is just the lane I picked in seventh grade. I'm going to be the guy that says I'm no longer playing by these rules. And well, let's find out how it shakes out. And it shook out good for me. And then I just kept with it. And I became annoying with it. And I think I've learned to dial it back hopefully a lot but to the failures I took them so hard there's so many the majority of my career is failures if you line up the 35 movies there's like five that worked I've had some good tv shows that worked but all in all in 20 years I've had lots and lots of failures they were brutal to me my identity was whether I succeeded or not in this business and I would watch Kristen at the same time she had a ton of failures too never occurred to her didn't bother her she didn't think about it, she never called on Sunday to see how the movie did that weekend. She likes hanging out with other actors and singing and dancing in front of a camera. It's about process for her and it's aspirational. And I think I've tried to incorporate as much of that as I can. And then obviously the safety of this show now has helped me feel post all of it. I finally have been able to express exactly what I hope to express. And that part I feel like I accomplished. I think I was trying to express myself through movies I wrote, or roles I played on TV, and I think the big thing I really wanted to do was let you in on my point of view, and I feel like, oh, I finally figured out how to let you in on my point of view. And I do feel some contentment with that. Can but I give I think a stand-up little can context
1: you to Kristen, and this is not to take from her, it's just there's a reason that she has that, and it's because she believes, because it's 100% accurate, that she'll keep working she'll keep working. Like, yeah, this didn't work, but it doesn't mean my career's over. She doesn't have that thought of my career. She doesn't have is scarcity mentality.
0: Yeah. At Unlike all. you and I, who, for ten years I was here trying to get a job in a pizza commercial. She left college because she had a Broadway play.
1: That's so why. So early on. Really different
0: muscle memory from this whole yes. right. I
1: mean, she definitely auditioned a ton and didn't get stuff, but it wasn't like, oh my god, next week I probably should move home. She's been working been since years. she was trying
0: to work. Yeah. And you and I weren't working for a very long time. When we wanted to. And I think that's pretty scarring. Yeah, and it informs your drive a little bit. The scrap. The like, oh, I'm a junkyard dog. Yes. Yes. Now through that, you have achieved the most permanent thing in the world, which is you actually have a point of view. It's the most coveted thing in the world. I look at Chelsea Handler's. I think she's a great example of this. It's like she did this talk show. I'm like, how could she have walked away from a talk show? You can't do that. She was getting paid a lot. They offered her even more money. And then I realized, Oh, because she can just go anywhere and have her point of view and it'll always be attractive and valuable. And she has proceeded with that confidence for the last 20 years and I've been in awe of it. Right. She has it. And you carved yours out. We know what Hassan's point of view is and it's appealing and it'll be appealing in a cartoon strip, in a movie you do, in stand-up, whatever it is, you've done it. You've put in the time to figure out what your point of view is and it's authentic and real and enlightening and wonderful. And it's all in your special. Thank Mm -hmm. you. You call yourself out in this special for lying to Bina. Yes. I am curious because it seems inconsistent with who I know you to be.
3: Yeah, it's wrong. It's the lie of omission. Mm -hmm. So not telling her that I'm going to a Saudi embassy is fucked up. Not telling her, oh, I'm getting on a plane to go to the Trump-Modi rally. Shit's about to pop off. I'm not lying to her. I'm not meeting my mistress in a hotel. It's not that. It's the, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move unilaterally on behalf of our family. To get it popping for mm. the gram, right? <laughs> like, it, you know what set I mean. This I, off. Yo, <laughs> Lord Algo, I am at your altar. Let it rip. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're queued up 9 a.m. PST on IG, and you got a real queued up. And you go, discover page, get me discovered. Okay? This town is filled with sycophants like that, and I'm no better than that at my worst.
0: I love... That's the other thing you really cop to is how fucking intoxicating the public attention is. Everyone I know and love, no one has escaped it. I've yet to see the person. I even saw it drive someone mad. We have a friend that got way too popular, way too quick. was on Oprah one day. It's too much for the human brain.
3: I don't think it's a natural thing, but I always write my shows and it comes from a place of I'll start with the question. And the question that I wrote, it's actually an oxymoron. Is it okay to lie to someone you love? And then as I'm working on this with Prashanth, my director, he's like, well... What's the lie for?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And
3: I go, well, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to raise awareness. And then there was another question. Can you do the right thing for the wrong reasons? Yeah. And let's is just Is the be right honest. thing just cover fire? Exactly. Do you really stand with Ukraine? Or are you signaling almost like high school of like, I'm doing what we're supposed to do, right? And I'm going
0: to get clout
3: and credibility by doing this. Yeah.
0: You lie to yourself and say, well, this is as clean as it gets. Yeah. I'm valiant right yeah. now in my pursuit. Yeah. And you are objectively. This is where I disagree with you, though.
3: Real courage is what Bina has, a private Instagram photo. And when she gives, deadline's not there to cover it. Again, the thing I'm chasing is ontological truth and reality. Ontological, what does that word mean? Ontological is when you take it back to its source root. Okay. So like ontological truth and reality is just like, hey, this existed way before you, it'll exist after you. Right. This is truth. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Multi-generational. Yeah, capital T truth. Okay. That's what I'm chasing. And so every ancient tradition talks about true virtue being done in private. Bhagavad Gita, Holy Quran, Bible. This is capital T Our old therapist, he'd say, do something nice and don't get caught. Exactly. The old saying, you give with your right so your left doesn't even know. This has been done in every tradition. That's Bina. Me masquerading on stage for blue check Instagram reels to raise awareness is clout chasing. That's why I have that line in the show. She goes, I love how you only care about these issues when there's a camera on you. Uh And I go, I know, right? (laughs) I love your evil voice. Yeah, (laughs) Pixar didn't happen. (laughs) You know, and at my worst, even last night, I was like, I see you motherfuckers at the premiere, but will you put my picture in feed? Or will you make it an Instagram story and have it dissolve after 24 hours? (laughs) Maybe oh, you'll go to the God. Jordan Peele premiere and put it in feed. <laughs> like, I'm full on, just full on, just fucking give me the clout. The yes. fucking yeah. Fucking heroin. Yeah. And one of the things I was talking about is I have to check my heart. as I was like, man, this fame thing, this clout thing, this is the original avatar of sin. And when I'm lying to Bina and I'm moving unilaterally, maybe I have a lot more in common With the dictators and autocrats that I'm poking fun at. Because those people are also moving unilaterally on behalf of their people. Oh, my family, they're not going to get it. I get it and they don't. Right. Mm -hmm. But they too are actually just power hungry. Yeah, I can see the whole picture and all these people can't. Exactly. And anybody that's crazy enough to be like, I'm going to be the head of state or a dictator or an autocrat or a member of the royal family Has the same level of ego and narcissism that when someone goes, I should be the lead of this Marvel superhero project. You have to have this level. I get this in a way nobody else does. And when taken to its logical conclusion, if it's just about clout, if it's just about fame and the ego, it's a very ugly, crazy, twisted, sadistic thing. And I tell being this all the time. I'm like, the fact that you are not that, I think you are the capital T truth. You're like fucking amazing.
1: Okay. But I do think it's a little more nuanced, right? Because your goal isn't just to be famous. You have very altruistic, pure goals that are mixed in there. Yeah. Well, that are first and foremost, then the fame and the likes and all this, that starts intruding. But are we negating a reality that you have a following that if you post something, it does bring awareness? Yeah, that's not
3: not true. I'm saying that it's this. When you start in this thing, it's artist and it's all capital A artist. And then when you go out to town and you audition and you do these other things, it's algorithm. Ideally, it's 80% capital A artist, 90% capital A artist, pure expression. You in a notepad, you really believing this thing. You not checking Twitter before you write. You actually just write what you believe. Then you publish the .mov file on the internet. Sure, Mm. use the internet. I'm not anti that. Back in my day, there was no printing presses. Fuck that. But now it's the other way around. You let the algorithm... Through Pinterest mood boards and through Twitter discourse and through the Instagram pre-curated page shape your art. Now you're letting cloud the fame, the likes, totally. the feedback cloud that. I'm indicting myself on this. I'm not here to speak on anybody else. I'm saying I did this the wrong way.
0: This can dovetail back into your previous question to me about how I handled the roller coaster ride. There is a saying in AA that I finally started listening to, which is We're in the show up and work business. We're not in the results business. I don't bet on futures. And I think for you, you still do the same thing. It's just what percentage of your focus is on the results and what percentage of your focus is on the show up and work part of it. And I think at your healthiest, my healthiest, we're in the show up and work business. Yeah. If I was the most healthy,
3: I wouldn't be kind of like scared right now that the special is out today. And I hope it resonates with people and I hope they care about it. It would be like, I delivered the IMF file two months ago. It is what it is.
0: The goal was for you to make the show you wanted to make. Exactly. And but that you happened. Did. That happened. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, That's that. Sure. You also have to trick yourself into being on your deathbed, right? And you're looking back yeah. and you're going, oh, I laid it up. I made the special I knew would crush, and it did. And I got all that adulation, but I never did make the special I wanted to. Yeah. Those are your options on the table. If you're lucky enough, you're Tarantino, and somehow the Both most of those authentic that, yeah, thing yeah. he had to offer was also broadly appealing. Yeah. But you must first pick to make Pulp Fiction before you pick for it to be a hit. Yeah. One of the things
3: that I thought was so cool, again, about the place that you're in, it's why I just really admire you. This is so corny. I'm sorry, but I mean it.
0: This is hard for you. Even this happened to- last night. I know. Being sincere. Yeah, it's hard because it can come off as disingenuous. I pointed out that he was brave for having so many moments of stillness, quietness, and sincerity in his special. That's something to admire. I've said it years ago about Ellen. Her delivery was awe-inspiring. Her confidence to just live in awkwardness and be slow as fuck. I'm like, I wish I had the balls. Similarly... It's worth noting, it's brave yeah. and I admire yeah. it. And so I try to ask him about that and he just can't answer it. He's like, I can't talk about myself being brave. Mm. Yeah, I was like, we're not doing that. You can, do like, can't take <laughs> the Yeah, off. we're not doing that. This is like, <laughs>
3: let's not do this. But here's what was cool that you did. You had Tarantino on the show and anybody that is in our business, we are all aspiring writer, creator, directors. There would be this... Peacocking or signaling, you were just kind, effusive. You even, like, submitted to, like, you're better at this than I am. Yeah, I'm a fan. And 25-year-old Dax can't do that, I don't think. I don't think 10 years ago Dax could do that. So what happened? Because I think that's really beautiful because the thing we all do to ourselves right now is— we're playing ESPN first take about our lives. Like, dunna dunna. is Monica Padman as good as Mindy Kaling?
1: No. Is she Never. the the
3: media mogul that Issa Rae is? We're all doing this.
1: <laughs> I'm not. We're doing it on
3: some level of like, so-and-so is doing this. No, you know, and weirdly,
0: Hassan is like, Am I the style icon that the Olsen? Yeah, sure. that's
3: more. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. <laughs> Am I getting a fit off as good as better than it on? No, un-
1: but yeah. this is something to pause on real yeah. quick because I don't think that's true for everyone.
3: You
0: and I, are I'm
1: not doing that.
0: No, I agree. You're not. Kristen is not. You two have that's that in common. That's amazing. Aspirational.
1: Because it's just. But so what you do so have, beautiful.
0: what you do have, you just don't ever go about it in a gross way. Which is, she wants Mike Sher when we interview him. To see her, recognize the brilliance, and value her. Because that's whose approval she wants. Now, what she's not gross like you and I is, she doesn't craft a calculated layout to achieve that. She won't try to meddle in it. She hopes it happens. I'm also
1: not comparing my, if anything, I'm doing all of, you're better than me, you're better than me, you're better than me, please like me. But I'm never like, am I as good or can I be? I don't think I do that. I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: I don't have a verdict on that. Okay. Back to the Tarantino thing. If in any way someone's looking for a tip, what I learned through countless times of getting three months of sobriety, the main change that had to be for me is I can't wait till I'm at a party and then cocaine's on the table and I decide what to do. It's too late. When cocaine's on the table, I know what I'm going to do. Life's about the game plan. So I got to know... Long before I leave to go to this party, what are you doing when cocaine comes on the table? What are you doing when you spot the guy walking towards the table? He's going into his pocket. What's the move? I gotta have like a fucking rehearsed protocol. I can't wait till I'm in the situation. So I had a 30 minute fucking meditation before Tarantino got here, which was it's not your time to prove to him you're a talented writer and director. You gotta work through all that right now because if you just wait to be in the interview, you're gonna do it. My tip is like game plans. I arrive with that expectation. I behave a certain way, much better than if I don't. Bill Gates, when I interviewed him, I got to have like a two hour talk with myself before I interview him. Like, it's not your time to prove to him you're a genius. I'm still shitty. That's still my first thought and my first instinct. I just got to have a real coach session with myself before these things start. Last question, how do you deal with the kids thing?
3: I'm starting to take my babies out in public. I'm on a plane and Bina's breastfeeding and a guy pulls up and he goes, let me take a selfie. (laughs) And I'm holding the blanket up and he takes the photo and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I'll cut her out, don't worry. And I go, I don't know you. I can't
0: trust you. Yes, my wife, like breastfeeding, what do
3: you do? Are you crazy?
0: Yeah. Especially Kristen, she has so much grace. But with the kids, you'll see a different side of her. The general statement is, oh, my God, I'm so flattered, but it's her time, not yours. Oh, you guys will say that? Like- yeah. When I'm with my daughter, it's daddy-daughter time. It's not stranger Dax time. I'm comfortable with knowing that that person might walk away going, well, he's an asshole. I have to already be comfortable living with that. I can afford that. I was racing to meet Kristen somewhere, and this guy followed me down the street. And he's like, let me get a picture, picture. I go, sorry, bro, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry, sorry. And finally I turned around and said, you're asking me to prioritize your needs above my wife's and it's not going to happen. Whoa. I'm not elevating you above my wife's needs. Similarly, I'm not going to elevate you above my children's needs. And if you think I'm an asshole for that, I got to live with that. That's okay. And he might tell a hundred people. And I just have to accept that because, of course, I got to prioritize
3: my kids and my wife. Again, that's just like a beautiful thing that comes with age of being like, Hey, you know what? You don't come out of this thing unscathed. People are going to hate me. Yeah. There's a tax. There's a cost of doing business and the business is your life. How do you guys now deal with the fact that you're an avatar and you represent this thing and you wake up one day and you read the news and it's telling you what you are and you're like, but it's not that. I'm not that thing. You and Kristen and Monica, you,
0: you now become these avatars that represent This thing. I have to be honest, I'm unaware of it. Same. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there's some kind of take on the whole thing, but I'm unaware of it. Okay. I can tell you this. Monica and I are both overly effective when we read negative shit in our comments.
1: So I never read comments.
0: We're so sensitive, it's ridiculous. They'll comment Monica because she doesn't like dogs. (laughs) Not that she wants to kill dogs. Just dogs aren't for her, I get it. Which is a totally fine thing to be. And people, they'll even hit me. You got to talk to Monica. How could she not see the beauty? And when I read it, it's absolutely comical because what are you talking about? Why do I have to talk to Monica about uh-huh. Why does she have to love everything that you love? When she reads it, it's these people think I'm a terrible person. Yeah. And well, then vice safe. versa.
1: I mean, they are saying that.
0: Sometimes. I read stuff about myself, and it hurts. I say it doesn't, but three hours later, I'm driving in the car, got my kids in the car. I reread it in my head. It affects oh, you no. so much. Yeah. You're so
3: sensitive, and the fact that it takes up real estate in your head. Yes. Let me ask you guys this: What are we doing in the next 30
0: years, Dax? What are we doing? I don't know. Really? I don't know. Monica, what are we doing? He
1: is retiring. What? I mean, not now. I'm building
0: an exit strategy. It involves a house I'm building in Nashville, and it's on a lake. I want to captain the intercoastal and do the Great Loop, 6,000 miles around the whole country on the water. Those are the things I'm fantasizing about. This is part of, like, the RV journey. Yes. Well, you know how Stern was the king of all media. You wouldn't have known this because it didn't make any headlines, but I've recently declared myself the king of conveyance. No kidding. Yeah, that's Monica. moniker I want to die with. Holy shit. The king of conveyance. So it's like, what do you want? You want to be on a bus with me? You want to get on the water? You want to take a car ride, motorcycle ride? You want to mm-hmm. get in a dune buggy? I'm the guy you come to. Wow. And I'll get you through it. <laughs> okay. I'll get you there. I'll <laughs> convey you there. I
3: can't wait to cross a river in
0: the Oregon Trail with you. Oh, yeah. I'd like nothing more. And then writing for me. Writing's also the future. Not film and TV, but just writing. What about you, Monica? Like, what's that burn?
1: It's also cheesy, what you were saying. I hate answering this this way, but it's the truth. I don't do that anymore. I definitely did. But now just because this is so fun. Also, we know we have some more time doing this. I'm just like, we'll see how this goes. If it ends. Man
0: plans, God laughs. Yeah, for sure. What are you doing in 30 years? For me,
3: there's just things that are always burning inside of me. Like, I'm already writing the next show. Good. You know, I'm going to go work on this feature, the competitive Bollywood dance movie that I'm yes. dead serious about. Could have been a
0: bit. People are like, ha Sounded like a bit. And I'm like, you think I'm
2: joking?
0: <laughs> you just fucking wait. You fucking have no idea what's about to happen. Can I play the evil British colonist who also dances at some point? <laughs> You're Winston Churchill's son or something? Mike Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Church- Chad Churchill. Why does Chad Churchill have arm tats? <laughs> <laughs> Does the life that Chappelle and Rock have carved out appeal to you? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that seems like a pretty dream. Like express yourself and talk about the human condition. And know it's and there for you. Like that's yeah. the part two I think you're inching towards is I don't know when Chris Rock's last special was. It was quite a while ago. Yeah, tambourine, yeah, yeah. And but you're like the next there's one. There's no question, I'm in, like yeah. the moment he feels inspired, we're gonna see it. And he knows it's always there. So he don't have to rush any of the things. This is at least really what I think is happening in his life, or I want to be true. So I think for you, you're like right on the cusp of just being a foundational voice. And you will kind of gently run through life going like, oh, yeah, I will always do that. I hope so.
1: There's a piece to both of them. They're just doing it for the sake of doing it. They have no need for approval.
0: Yeah. It's nice. Do you like Bill Burr? Love Bill Burr. My God, I just watched his Red Rock special. Yeah. I can't believe how much I loved it. It was great. Oh my God, it's was great. it good? The WNBA runner was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and just really just like mask off. It's really great. Yeah. And there's just an equal disdain for all people.
3: His crowd is hooting and hollering, and he's like, You
0: are missing the fucking point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. Great.
3: Dax, you guys ah. are in that space. That it's gonna be all right. And it is what it is, and it was what it was. There's a lot of sometimes you're processing trauma and you're just like, it happened. Yes. Yeah. And we're going this way
0: well i love you i love you too. I, I love, love you too. i really don't know why i'm so attracted to you there's some objective reasons the symmetry the golden rule <laughs> the lips the i know eyes. there is some
1: irony in that well i guess it's why you say it but you look perfect yeah. so it's not really fair
0: you look like the dude in triple r no that guy's a Hottie McTotty. Oh, my God. When you talk about,
1: like, if you're black, you having to be Idris Elba or having to— It is you.
0: Yeah, you are Idris Elba. So it's
1: kind of not fair.
0: fair. come on. (laughs) Are You, you kidding me? You need to be, like, three feet shorter to be making these. Okay. Claims. Yeah. Yeah. Own your privileges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Bollywood uh, uh, four, though. They can uh, uh, do 12 different things. No, you yeah. would have slid right into Triple R and I've been like, oh, that <laughs> <Okay>. looks <laughs> fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been the third R. That was a love great full you. circle moment. Yeah, love you guys. What a fun journey we're on. I hope yeah. it lasts for another 40 years. Let's do it. All right. All right. Love you. And now, my favorite part of the show the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman.
1: I ordered a sweater from her. From Vicky. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I'm going home.
0: I don't. You've not told me you're going home.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought I told you that I'm going home for the football game. No. Oh. I'm going home, you're going home for
0: the UG, whatever.
1: I'm going home for a Georgia game, yeah.
0: You are? Mm-hmm.
1: You did not tell me this. That's weird. Yeah.
4: Is this the still- Monica maybe out of town the second through
1: the ninth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So like last year, they emailed Meredith.
4: Shout out, Meredith.
1: Well, honestly, yes. Because last year, she reached out. She said, do you want to come to a game? You should come to a game. Right. And I was like, yeah, I, I do want to in theory, but like- How am I going to get home? You know, I just didn't, it felt like a lot to logistically. I was like, to I don't know what to. our schedule will be. Right. And then I thought, but you know what? That's really special because it's like, sitting in the sky suite, you know, it's it's a special version of it.
0: Do they want you to be in the homecoming parade? No. <laughs> oh, like on a, on in a the game. Cadillac? I'm going to announce. Top down. Will you have to go out onto the field?
1: No, God, no. They won't want me there. So, <laughs> want me so
4: there. So <laughs> they
1: said, you know, do you want to come do this? And I, at first I was like, no. Then I was like, you know what? Yes, I do. I I should bring my friends from home. There we we should do a whole geor- thing. Tailgate. like yeah, yeah, our old thing. So I asked, I said, can I bring nine people? Wow. And (laughs) big gas. That's how I do it, you know?
0: Can I bring nine people?
1: Yes. And I said, we all went there. And it was sounds like "Like your
0: whole class, maybe whole class. Oh, my
1: people. (laughs) And Max is coming too. Okay. And she was like, Yes, if they all went here, like great. That'll be so fun for you guys. Awesome. And then she's like, what game do you want to come to? And so then I was looking at the schedule. We decided on the fifth.
0: Crosstown rival or something? Was there any significant Tennessee there?
1: game? It's the Tennessee game. That's a great game.
0: Okay, but it's not like the rival or anything.
1: Well, it's not Bama, but it all depends. It all depends. <laughs> That's what they're called. I know. It all depends on the season, like how good whoever is at the time. And as you, I don't know if you remember, but we're number one
0: currently. You are, or are you? Well, we you won last been. year. You won last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's Bama got to say about that?
1: Except they're upset. Right.
0: Roll Tide, Roll Tide. Is that Bama? Yeah, ew.
1: Yeah. Um, roll Tide, what oh, does it mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't go there. I don't like them. <laughs> so, any so we picked the Tennessee game a long time ago because that'll be a fun game and logistics. Yeah. Then, last week, on Saturday, like the way all the games were happening, yeah. Tennessee was tied <gasps> with, I think, maybe Bama.
0: Ooh, can you do some
1: real, some fact checking? And yeah. then it was an overtime it was a big game.
0: Oh, yes, I saw this on It's a big deal. Yes, I saw that th- this took over social media. Yeah. Tennessee must have won. They won. They the the tide did not roll. Thank God. What do they say when that happens?
1: I don't know. I okay. hate them. Okay. Okay. No, I don't. I don't no, hate them. I don't I don't roll roll hate them, them. but time. I I don't like them. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah.
4: Tennessee 6 and 0 oh, and Georgia 7 and
1: 0. Oh. So, oh. now because they won, the game is
0: Huge. Crucial.
4: You're greeting everyone as they enter the stadium.
0: Could you hand out armchair merch? Oh, sure. Could (laughs) you somehow promote the show while you're there?
1: Anywho, all to say, I bought a Victoria Beckham sweater. because That's where
0: all this That's right.
1: Well, in the South, at football games, you dress up.
0: So interesting. In Michigan, you put sweatpants on and get fucked up in the parking lot and blackout before the game.
1: Oh well, that part is happening. The
0: the blackouts. While the, you're doing that's it,
1: that's right. You're in dresses and oh, jewelry and heels. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for real. No, for real.
0: Oh my god, roll tide. No. Nope. Oh, what's your Dax, saying? I need to know. You're saying go dogs. Oh, my. That needs to be more original. Like, roll Tide School, No one need, that. Doesn't mean anything.
1: You could say sick if you want. They all, oh,
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'll start throwing that out. Okay. Sick so Tell me, how do I, people wear heels?
1: Yeah. They wear heels. Sick them. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. That's good.
0: Yeah. So you're going to be all dolled up.
1: Yeah, so, of course, Callie and I are like, what are we going to wear? You know, yeah. now that's, but then I bought some really expensive pants. Yeah. I got a sick them. And a sweater. They don't go together, so the sweater I'll have to wear on Friday. But it's red and it has how stressful black. It has a black stripe, and those are colors. colors. That's right. Okay, you have to wear the colors.
0: Why don't you have that really cool? How long? How much lead time do you have right now? This is three. I leave the second of November. Mm -hmm. Okay, so probably not time to do that cool sweater maker you guys have. You could have them write "Sikamana."
1: I. On, I thought about this. Lingua oh, Franca. Oh, my God. Lingo Cashmere Franca. sweaters where she embroiders awesome stuff, and you can get stuff custom written. Like, and I tie, literally, I was going to do, Dax, I'll get in trouble if you're saying that. Okay. You can't say that. All right. It's really serious. Okay. You can say sick'em and go dogs, but you can't say the other thing. <laughs>
0: okay. I slid it in, though. It almost got by you. I
1: heard it. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, I did think that. So, we're you're getting fashion-y.
0: I have a sweater story. Ooh. I ruined me. one of my sweaters. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so, I was eating Tootsie Rolls. Okay. And so, I got a Tootsie Roll, tied it out the stain, luckily. Okay. And everything's good. So,
1: you didn't ruin it.
0: I just slid it by you. Did you catch it? I did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
0: A tootsie roll, <laughs> tidied it out, and now we're good.
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> that was almost as good as no calories on my birthday. <laughs> That's
1: what it. That is what it reminded me of. Wow, mm-hmm. all right, okay. I guess kudos to that. That was good, I didn't <laughs> see that coming. You didn't hear it. What? But I was thinking, why the fuck were you eating a Tootsie Roll? That's a disgusting so- candy.
0: Why? Well, I love them, it's got caramel inside. No, but- it
1: doesn't. Yes,
0: it's chocolate covered caramel, and I love caramel. No, you're right, Tootsie <laughs> That's Roll. That's a Rollo. I'm thinking a Rollo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, Tootsie Rolls <laughs> right, are nasty. Right.
0: They're pretty good though, Tootsie Ew. Rolls. Gooey chocolate. And I could imagine eating so much that the the chocolate juice comes out of the corners of your mouth, because it gets juicy.
1: This is ding 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 Halloween.
0: Yeah, they Halloween's get handed coming. out.
1: Big time. If you're
0: on a budget, you hand out Tootsie Roll. Yeah.
1: No, you, you, that's the candy that no one wants.
0: I know, but, but, but come, come late December, you eat them. Not me. Like you eat all the good candies all through November. And then at the end of your, you got the bottom of your pillowcase come around December. You start getting into the slow pokes, the bit of honeys. What are slow the,
1: pokes? i It's had a that.
0: caramel on a stick. Oh. Slow poke, bit of honey, mm. Tootsie Roll. Those are all tiny. Hershey's the-
4: Kisses. The grandma candy.
0: Yes, and then let's even talk within the Hershey family. You open up your Hershey's, you eat the crackle first. Yeah. Then you go to the Hershey with the almond. Then you probably go to the plain Hershey. Then you go to the Good Wrench Bar. Yeah, I don't even know
1: what that is. And then is. you go to
0: the special dark chocolate No, Hershey.
1: not for me. Dark chocolate's first.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Always been elevated. Always. Uh, born to be classy.
1: Yeah, I like, I'm going for a Kit Kat first.
0: Butterfinger. No, Kit Kat, not Butterfinger. Snickers bar. Nope. These are the premier ones, Almond Joy. I'm just saying you get these in your sack and you're like, that person took care of me.
1: Not me. We we have different outlooks on candy Light. But
0: you recognize the expense, minimally, right? Not for Let, let's Snickers. say Snickers. Yeah, Snickers, Are Butterfinger. They they're all, well, they're all in the, that upper tier of like, so the top tier in a Halloween give out is a full size candy bar. Right. And that can be any of the main ones Twix, Almond Joy, Snickers, Butterfinger. Full size. Yes. That's, you're like, these people really took care of that's me. That's right. They care and they're doing well financially this okay. year. <laughs> below that, you've got a mini size. That's
1: right. That's what I'm saying. And thinking
0: that's about. like, thanks, guys. That's quality.
1: Yeah. Then below that, standard.
0: you got You got the bites.
1: Yeah. Those are a
0: cop out a little bit. Tootsie rolls. No. There's a Snickers that's even smaller than the mini. Oh, right. It's a bite. Yeah. That one's like- That's fine. Things are playing. If you gave me three or four, maybe we're square. Yeah. But like, I get it. You're trying, but
4: (laughs) not a great year for you financially. Okay. (laughs) And then you go off-brand bites from like Ace Hardware.
1: (laughs) What? No one does that, Rob. There's
4: a whole hierarchy.
0: And then you eventually you get down to fruit. People's old fruit oh, they want to get rid of out of their prunes. house. Yeah, raisins, individual raisins. Oh, I hate when.
1: Don't <laughs> oh, ever. Oh, box of raisin. Don't ever give box of raisins. I know.
0: The premise of that was like, I don't want to give out junk food. If you look at the sugar content of a raisin, exactly. like you're not doing anyone any favors. Exactly. But let's go actually, theoretically, number one. Because I know what it is for me. The full size Cadbury fruit nut, like oh my God. five no dollar five dollar candy bar. Okay. That would be I'd be like, guys, yeah. You need something later on down the line this year. You're
1: doing very well financially. And
0: I will I will repay this generosity.
1: Okay. That's good to know for you and you only. Yeah. That's very specific Anyone to in you. my
0: neighborhood wants to really tickle my feathers. <laughs> This Halloween, when I'm doing my little hayride. Oh, yeah. Run me out a fruit and I'll bring uh, you one. I will love you for that. But, <laughs> but like, I'm looking for a neighbor to be a different I'm thing. a
1: neighbor. Okay. Technically. Right.
0: Well, I guess I'm going to get one.
1: Yep. I want, best case scenario, a box of snow caps.
0: Like you're at the movie theater. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen that sold anywhere but movie theaters. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So we both have really tall orders.
1: Yes. I also love a Swedish fish. I prefer Swedish fish to Sour Patch Kids, but I love them both. But I like Swedish fish a little more.
0: Mm, that's none of those. They're none not of the for things you. in that world of fruity, chewy things They're are not for me.
1: Yet. No. Kit Kat. I oh, love a Kit Twix. Butterfinger. Butterfingers, no.
0: You funny. gotta give it another try. Okay, I guarantee you, it's like Cherries Garcia. <gasps> it's so unappealing. I'll be the first to admit. You look it's like a big log of shit covered it, in it chocolate. Yeah, and
1: there's like pee pee color on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not appealing, and then even the commercial breaks apart, and you're like, "What is it? Dust in there? Sawdust? Yeah. Is that what they're made of?" Have one. Okay. They're outrageously good. Really? They're really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
1: you know what else for me? What's it called when you find God again? Reborn. Yes. Big rebirth. Born again. Born again. <laughs> Born again peanut M&Ms for me. I hate peanut M&Ms in my head. I am like, ew, that's a dumb. Pedestrian. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. dumb. And also, I don't like nuts.
0: I don't like that it's in a yellow package.
1: Yeah, we don't. I love yellow, but I don't like yellow candy bars. I don't like yellow. But- you're wearing a yellow shirt.
0: Well, and our our main color. <laughs> oh I'm my you're god! Is yellow.
1: You're right. But when I worked at the cheerleading gym, mm-hmm. there was a vending machine there, mm. and I worked the front desk, so it was a, a treat for me to, in the middle of each shift, go get a candy. Yeah. And I one day got peanut M and M's because I think they were out of whatever else I wanted. No caps. They were out of full-size snow caps. Yeah. It was like I had new taste buds. I became addicted to them. I had to have them every day.
0: They're amazing. If I could <gasps> eat peanuts, I'm grateful I can't eat peanuts because yeah. that was the thing on a crafty food cart on a TV show set. I couldn't resist. If there's a big bowl of them, yeah. chop, chop, chop. Next thing you know, I've eaten a thousand I know. Them. They're so good. I just can't. I can't fuck with the peanut. I wish they made an almond-covered M&M. Would, I think they do now. They do?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll get you that, too. I'm your neighbor. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> when did you stop eating peanuts?
0: About five, six years ago. Okay. Kristen and I had to go to Santa Barbara for the night for something. Okay. And I got in the car, and I was starving, and I made myself three full pieces of peanut butter toast. mm And about halfway to Santa Barbara, my knees were burning so fucking bad, I had to pull over and walk around outside the car. And I was like, wow, could that have been the peanuts? And then I did like two more experiments, and same thing, my knees got on fire immediately. So I haven't, and I love peanut butter. I know you like creamy, I like crunchy. I love peanut butter. Fuck, it's so good. It's heartbreaking, I can't have it. Yeah, it's okay. I have other things that are going well.
1: You're doing good. Yeah. You're doing great financially.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can, I can hand out.
1: You could hand them out. You could hand out the
0: Cadbury. If I were here, I might do it. But because I'm going to be driving the hayride. Right. I wouldn't want to put like a stack of 100 of them out and have some smart-ass kid.
1: That's right.
0: Take them all and return them.
1: Uh, where's my stuff?
0: Who's this for? A sin. Oh, wonderful. It's funny. Armchair Direct, weirdly and ironically- the IG account. I, I saw it. They posted this thing of Hassan. I don't like watching it. I like why I have never seen it. I just heard about it in print. The whole thing makes me mad. The person asking him the questions. I know the fact that he he said six point seven five.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't like it either. Yeah,
0: I hadn't seen it. So oh. now I'm re really mad all over. Oh it. No. No, no, no.
1: Okay. No, no. It was weird because they didn't know we were about to have Hassan on.
0: That was very simmy.
1: Except maybe because Hassan's special. Maybe?
0: Who knows? It was very weird timing. It
1: was. Yeah. I, I thought that too. I thought, this is bad sims. This Rob,
0: is- are you on the, the sly communicating? Do you have like a side contract that you're releasing private information? Yeah. No.
1: That was a mean sim that my dad did.
0: Yeah, he's just trying to help keep me humble. And I thank him for it.
1: Well, I didn't like it because it started out with you giving a big compliment.
0: That's what feels really low, I low brow about it.
1: I didn't remember that, but then when I watched it on Armchair Direct, I was like, this is, I don't like this at all. I felt like I needed to stick up for you. Yeah. Well, thank you. But I didn't know. I forgot. Like, I watched that so long ago when you first told me about it. And I forgot the, all the details.
0: I probably said it in this episode, but I regretted not saying it on. Lily Reinhardt, when she's talking about feeling unattractive and all that. And I was saying I felt unattractive. What I what I regretted not pointing out, but I think I did in this episode, is like just how many articles that have been sent to me saying that Kristen's with an ugly guy. I make all these lists of like hot actress with an ugly guy. And over time you go, Well, I must be delusional. They don't put things that have no merit out repeatedly. So, at some level, I have to acknowledge, like, oh, yeah, the world or some percentage of the world thinks Kristen ended up with an ugly guy. So, that's in my mind. And then you see the video of Husson, and then you start going, "Well, oh my God, I don't think I'm ugly. I don't think I'm hot. I wanted to be hot. But whatever. Then you start thinking, am I just not being objective about this? And then the better part of me goes, and who gives a fuck? Everything Life's groovy. And then I get over it. But I
1: know it's not.
0: It's not arresting me anymore. But there was a period where it really bothered me. All these articles about um, me being an ugly. How guy. could
1: it not? And also <sighs> that it's so, <laughs> because it's so not true at all. You're so handsome. Oh, thank you. You're so uh, handsome. Seriously, you. and I think I'm not. I'm not trying to justify what they're doing because I don't understand it at all. Other than Kristen is. Very standardly beautiful.
0: Uh huh. Sure. She's very she's symmetrical. Blonde, very
1: symmetrical. Like cute. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah. And a
0: computer would label her cute.
1: Exactly. She's objective. Like mm-hmm. anyone looking at her, no one's going to be like, huh? Or no one would look at her and be like, yeah, she grows on you. She just like has a a very aesthetically appealing look across the board. Agree. Some men have that too.
0: Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I guess what they're saying is like. She didn't get She'd, one <laughs> But you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be that.
0: No, no. Yeah, and yeah, you shouldn't
1: want to be that. Like that's, Kristen is an anomaly because she has a great personality. That's right.
0: This I think could be a good way to look at it. And I kind of have this opinion. I'd rather be attractive to some discerning group. Yeah. Than maybe everyone anyway.
1: Massly appealing.
0: Also, I wouldn't, because I've seen this. I have a couple of friends that are so hot that it's like the whole game's over. I actually like being involved in the game. I like wanting to be seen as hot. It's like engaging. It gives me fuel. It makes me care what I wear. All these things. It makes me... I like it. It also
1: makes you use your personality. Like, there is... That's a real thing. Ugly duckling syndrome or whatever is a real thing. It does make you build up a personality.
4: Most of the criticism was before pre-podcast, though? Like, it's gone away that... Why is she with him since the podcast? Oh... It I
0: that's a good question because
4: I feel like people know there's much more depth now that they know you to this extent.
0: Right? They maybe just thought she ended up with Frito from Idiocracy, which is yeah,
4: whatever. Like (laughs) weird, shallow notion they had of you. I think there's been a
0: few steps. I think
4: parenthood was was, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. I was gonna say that pre-parenthood maybe because then you were like the punked guy. Yeah. But everyone was in love with Crosby. Yeah. But they
0: made me look pretty good in Zathura I mean, no one saw Maybe no one paid attention. (laughs) (laughs) I always think it's mostly generated by guys.
1: Who are jealous?
0: Basically, this is another product of how much people love Kristen. I also think nobody would be good enough for Kristen. Like, no one really deserves her in their mind. Mm -hmm. And then I think guys, too, in particular, are like, yeah, jealous. Like, what the fuck? Why'd this guy end up with her? Right. You, You know? Yeah. He should be uh, Sir Lancelot or something. What's uh-huh. that? Yeah, he's a gorgeous knight of the king of the Oh, that, that's,
1: I guess, what I'm saying. Because she looks the way she looks. America's I- Sweetheart. But I'm not talking about her personality. America's oh. sweetheart has to do with all of the pieces, I think. But okay. because she looks the way she does, I think maybe there's a like the prince and the princess
0: right type but She's with um, the ogre. Uh, what's his no. name?
1: No, Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. No, she is not <laughs> Beauty and the
0: Beast. I think I've even seen a headline that was like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> okay, that's
1: disgusting.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, t- to be truthful. I'm over it.
1: I know, but I'm not. I don't like okay. that.
0: I'm more bringing it up to say, because some people get frustrated, rightly so, like, why do you hate how you look so much? Get over yourself. I'm just letting them know how I've gotten to this place, yeah. is that I've seen all these articles about that I, that Christians with a two, and I see Husson saying, I'm going to be generous and say 6.7. <laughs> I don't think, he didn't <laughs> say <laughs> I'm to I, 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 be generous. I know I that part to make it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to make it way worse, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did not uh, say yeah, that. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow, Appropriate whatever. conversation, because that's what.
1: That's what we're talking about. That's right. It also is funny, though, because that was a misstep of Hassan, and he has apologized, Mm -hmm. and I think and you you guys are in a very good place, and you have a great relationship. He did, like, when I was listening back, I mean, I remember it happened during the interview, but then when I was editing back, I almost heard him. Like, I really, for a second, heard when he said, when you were like, she, you just don't want her to be with a white guy, and then he said, "No, no, no. It's if she finds someone who sees her with that level of specificity and obsession, mm-hmm. that's a, that's what I want for her." Yeah, and it was really sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when I
1: heard it again, I was like, "I do want that." Yes. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And then I talked to my therapist. You know, I had a whole therapy session. I was saying something. Thing about a person mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't think this man likes me. That hurts my feelings. Yeah, That's upsetting to me, of course. But then there's an added layer on top, which is if this person says out loud, I don't like you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it reinforces to everyone else. Who might have liked me or does like me or has liked me, yeah. Why would I have why'd I like her?
0: Oh what's there to like? Like this person's opinion will infect everyone else's opinion.
1: Yeah. Mm. And Hmm. and everyone I'm talking about here is white, a white man. All Uh of these people I'm Uh referencing are white men. Yeah. And my therapist, you know, we talked a lot about just why that was so sad for me, but also the power I get, I I give to
0: the white approval men. of white men. Yes, uh-huh.
1: is really high,
0: uh-huh.
1: extraordinarily so. Right. She was like, "There's just people with opinions. <laughs> right, like, there's right, just yeah, another yeah. person with an opinion. Yeah, their judgment of you is not any different than this person's judgment of you or that person's judgment. Or
0: right. Or, no one has a weighted yeah value.
1: Yeah." It was interesting. But
0: people have weighted value in that there are people you want to like you and there are people you don't want to like you.
1: But I've decided I want it to be this group because Honkeys. that group is the one I wanted have wanted approval from my whole life. Right.
0: Within that, could we say it's maybe percentages? What, what do you mean? Like, I don't think it's as simple as you only want white guys approval.
1: It's not simple. This whole thing is incredibly yeah. nuanced, but there that's a, that's a piece. An aspect of it. Yes.
0: Yes, for sure. it has been at
1: play my whole life. Yes,
0: like if you're trying to assimilate and be white, then the ultimate sign of that would be a white man would find you appealing like he finds white women.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying that group, I often let their opinion of me sway my opinion of me.
0: Got you. Yeah.
1: Oh, but this also reminded me because you know that Fox anchor, the woman Candace Owens, I guess somebody recently on TikTok—I can't believe I said that sign Um, I'm not on it, but somebody told me this—that uh, somebody was like, Hey, Candace, and she was black, was like, You know, I understand you have a thing, you're doing a thing, but I remember in high school when you were bullied by white people, mm. and we had your back. Mm. And I'm just reminding you that we had your back.
0: Uh-huh. Ooh, that gives me chills.
1: I know. When I heard that, I was like, oh, boy. Like, what <laughs> a... It takes s- the knees out. Exactly. Yeah. But then it, it actually gave me, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, a lot of compassion for Candace Owens because I was like, oh... <sighs> She was bullied by white kids. White kids ruined her life. And so all she wants is their approval. Mm-hmm. And that is why she is doing this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that makes me so sad.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: There's a lot of ways into that obscurity. Because then I was just reading a thing about Kanye. And I guess he had a meeting.
1: God, Kanye's a hot button right now.
0: Well, I was reading an old New York Times interview about a guest. And then that as I was scrolling down and I reached the end, the first thing was like, is... Ye running out of platforms, so I read it, and I guess he met with who I guess weirdly Candace Owens' husband is a founder of that yeah. like alt right Twitter, Ugh. but it, but it's fledgling. It's like not it's gonna fail, and then I guess Ye had a a, a meeting oh. to maybe take it over, and I had the thought like, well, first of all, I don't think his thing, not knowing him at all. But this is just my from a very far distance, I don't think he wants white people's approval at all. I think he has decided he wants to provoke as much as humanly possible. And I think that's his motivation for wearing a White Lives Matter thing. I think he just wants to say, fuck you to everyone. I don't care if you judge me. I think that's what's going on with him. I don't think he wants white people's approval, to be honest. I don't think that's his motivation into this bizarre thing he's in. But at any rate, when I was thinking, God, if he takes over this platform that's far right, He's going to be a champion for two seconds. Like, I think Tucker Carlson had him on the oh show or, God, you know, something. Like, notice. these right-wing people are starting to embrace him. But I was just thinking, you know, how many hours that he's on this platform before people start calling him the N-word? Like, that's where you're going to get called. And, like, the the fun is going to wear off in a couple days, the novelty. And then he's just going to be get called the N-word over and over again, I have to imagine.
1: Yeah, that's a mess.
0: I just want... Deeply to interview him.
1: But he's not...
0: You don't think I could talk to
1: him? Exactly. He's in a mental state that I don't think he can be talked to reasonably. I think
0: largely you're right. There's a super interesting story here. There's an incredibly interesting story. It reminds me of Roseanne. What is it that would cause someone to intentionally burn up everything around Mm -hmm. them? Obviously, his his mental health is one of the main...
1: A huge one.
0: R- ...reasons. I don't think he felt a part of the whole Jay-Z crew. I don't think he felt a part of Rockefeller. I don't think he thinks anyone's ever really liked him or yeah. embraced him. Yeah. And I think he is doing what I did in high school. I think he's going, I'm not going to play your game because mm-hmm. you guys don't like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... Now I'm going to actively... But that's I'm gonna like, piss everyone off. I can.
1: Yeah, it's a story that a lot of people live with, and people take it in different ways. And if you're taking it in a in a way that's super harmful, I mean, it's the same. Those are incels. Like those guys are the same thing. They feel left out. They live in the basement, and it's on purpose. And I hate women. And I'm yeah. saying it out loud. I'm owning
0: this thing. We've had this debate a lot. My point always is. It's not enough to say that's wrong. <laughs> everyone agrees it's wrong.
1: No, they don't. That's okay, the well, problem. Right, right,
0: right. Okay, great.
1: That's actually the problem. Right.
0: So there's some segment of anti-Semites that are have boners right now that he's saying negative stuff about Jewish people. Yeah. My bigger point is even if we got everyone to agree publicly, all of America thinks what you guys are doing wrong incels. It's wrong. We label it wrong. Everyone agrees. We have consensus. Mm-hmm. Now what? Does it go away? It doesn't go away. Saying it's wrong, uh-huh. agreeing it's wrong, does not end it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want there to be incels. I don't want these guys in their fucking basement hating women and talking about sex and crimes shooting and stuff. People. Yes, uh-huh. I don't want it. So is the road to preventing it, labeling it wrong? Or is it beginning to understand what steps lead to it? What could be the way out? The public verdict does nothing. It doesn't get us one inch closer to healing ye, to preventing incels.
1: But like, is it their job to, like, let me make it about me for a second so I can get in this headspace. If someone starts being totally racist, Indians, whatever, all these horrible things, okay? And they're a big person in society. Yeah. It's not my job to say, you know what? It's not my job.
0: It's not. It's not at all.
1: And it would be okay for me to publicly say, this is pretty fucked.
0: Absolutely. Great.
1: That's what's happening. It's just incredibly harmful and hateful and bad for the world.
0: It's all those things. And because it's all those things and we don't like it, should we attempt to prevent it? Or should we just label it as bad and hope— that because everyone agrees it's bad, that'll fix it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think preventing all of this stuff is exactly what we have to do. I don't know that it helps prevent anything with anyone by giving someone with a mental disorder a microphone over and over again. Like, I don't think that helps anything.
0: See, I'm foolish. I think in the AA way it does. I think that alcoholism is this thing, And then when you hear another alcoholic talk about the reasons they ended up there, you then identify with them, you personally can see them coming, and it's actually in the exploring of the failure that people learn how to avoid it.
1: But not while they're on drugs. You can't convince someone who's on drugs. You're just trying to get them to the fucking rehab. Right. You're, you're just saying whatever you need to say to get them to a place where they can hear. He's not there.
0: Sure, and maybe someone would be convinced to, to follow him. My hope would be more people would hear his story and recognize oh shit, I'm on step three of where Yi is on step 10. I have those similar feelings he has three years ago that predate where he's at today. And I actually think there'd be more positive out of someone recognizing that they share some percentage of his story and they can see where it goes and they see that it's bad and they see that it's destructive. Minimally, it's the most self-destructive thing we've watched someone do in public other than Roseanne. So my hope would be that you would actually be able to learn from this epic failing of his, if you have any of those tendencies, why they're worth checking, why they're worth poking holes in. Mm -hmm. And and I actually think someone like this is the most useful tool. We don't need to convince other liberals not to hate Jewish people. Like we already know.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So... I don't know who, who gets through to those people. To me, it's that Piccolioni guy who I don't necessarily wild about, but it takes someone who was a white power skinhead to go talk to other white power skinheads and actually get them out.
1: But that's after, after he's right, realized. Right, so my
0: ego maniacalness is that I could lead him there. Now, that's the part that's really crazy. I just don't think anyone's talking to him in an AA way, and yeah. I think he could benefit from being spoken to, which was like, A, just drop your sword. I'd love to have a, hear him in a conversation where he doesn't have his armor on. Yeah.
1: I mean, it makes sense to me because you are so good at what you do and you do speak that language. But you also know more than anyone, like when someone's in their disease, yeah. there is zero, there is zero anyone can oh, do. Yeah.
0: I I'd mean- also have a huge ethical conflict about us. What Sorry. would be seen as potentially profiting on somebody in the midst of a bipolar ramp-up. All of this stuff is not the result of someone in a great space, in a great mood, thriving. There is an analogy to be made, which is when you leave Seven Eleven and there's a guy that's downright crazy and he has a parrot on his shoulder.
1: The guy with the parrot on his shoulder is not getting a platform, ever.
4: He is doing it on Fox, though, where that kind of rhetoric and people who do have those beliefs... Well, just, he just did Como. The most recent yeah, thing yeah, he did yeah. was Como.
1: But it fuels a fire.
4: Or it, it feels like it could empower people to be but like- But again, a, they, a, they a, already uh, think that yeah. way, Rob. But there's yeah. there's no they like- They
1: do, they're
0: but- are not on the fence.
1: But they do, but there's shame around those feelings. This is what Trump did. He pulled out a lot of people who already felt that. It wasn't like he made people racist. Uh-huh. They were racist, but he said it's okay to be. And that's I thought the danger
0: of him is he ran for office right so like you could vote him in and he could change policy in America and he did and he appointed judges yeah but
1: he also changed the temperature of America he allowed a lot of people who are angry and hated a lot of other types of people and who think that people are taking their jobs and this he's saying yeah you're right yeah it's okay to feel that you can stand up and you can yell it and it's fine
0: he brought them into the light of day
1: he opened the door for them to come out and be like i feel this
0: yes and then so here's another global philosophical disagreement we might have, which is I think it's more dangerous to not know that 35 percent of the country is batshit, crazy, racist, tries wants to kill immigrants. I think him shining a light, we, us getting to see how many people, I think it was more helpful to us.
1: But there is a danger in a community based on hate. When people oh, yeah. are walking around individually with like some like small racist ideas, and which is a lot of people.
0: Yeah, them being mobilized under a leader is dangerous.
1: It's a problem.
0: Totally
4: agree. Totally or, agree. Or connecting them, of like it's That's one thing true. if they're hiding under a rock, but now I'm allowed to say this at a Denny's. That's true.
1: Now my fear <clears throat> about those people. <clears throat> sorry. Olive oil.
0: Is a little too much olive oil in your coffee?
1: <laughs> Is that now they have people. They yeah. there's no need to You're reform. Emboldened. Why? Why would you ever need to change your views or see someone differently? You don't have to. Yeah. Anywho. Wow, we really went on a ramp. Yeah, did.
4: <laughs> Apparently it's gay. Okay. Yay.
1: Yeah, ye. One another thing I think I wanna apologize for on behalf of all of us, because it, it ties back to the thing we talk about all the time. You don't have to put someone else down. In order to elevate, elevate somebody else, is to say, it's the Hassan you thing.
2: Yeah.
1: It, in this conversation, and it was funny, th- We there is a put down on Ryan Gosling. And again, I don't, I didn't think about it when we were doing it. But when I was listening back in retrospect, I'm like, well, no, you're just doing the thing that we're saying don't do. W- what
0: was said about him?
1: He needs to use Claritin and X, Y, and Z.
0: I didn't even know what that meant, but it sounded funny use a Claritin.
1: Well, yeah, because his eyes are droopy, I are guess. They? Or something. I oh, I don't know. I, I think Ryan either. Gosling's fucking hot. Well, oh,
0: everyone does. Yeah. Exactly. and That's, that's Hudson thinking he's punching That's up what,
1: again. Again, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And he is making a greater point, which I get, which is Ryan Gosling, the hottest person on earth, that everyone universally agrees is the hottest person on earth. He's like, well, what about this person over here? Who, Whatever. And yeah. I get that. But I don't.
0: Just talk about the hoppers. Yeah, over there. we don't yeah, need yeah, to yeah. do
1: that. And yeah. I love Ryan Gosling, and I uh, want him to come on this show. And I don't. Sixty
0: nine, everyone.
1: I would love it. Yeah. He'd fucking love it. Yeah. And he doesn't have to open his eyes. Right. He can keep them closed. Doesn't
0: have to take his Claritin.
1: No, I just wanted to make that clear because yeah. I don't like we don't do that on this show, and I don't.
0: Right, we got to swap up like into the fun comedic thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I don't like it. All right, well, I feel like we're out of time because okay. we have yeah. to eat our salads. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is true. truth. <laughs> um, Hello, cool.
1: Shout out goop. That's right, we're about uh. to have goop. Goop food, not goop clothing. But I wanted to show how big Bollywood is versus Hollywood.
0: And total receipts. Well, we could just pick up recording after we eat.
1: True. Or come back for Thursday's fact check.
0: A good tease oh, to get
4: people on the Easter. Egg.
1: Come back for Thursday's fact check for a couple facts from Monday. Yeah, we're just gonna start had, dragging facts. Or from- we
0: just keep falling behind in work. <laughs> It'd be that um, Mr. Show sketch. where It's like, if you're calling in on the topic of dogs, that was last week. <laughs> we're actually <laughs> oh doing that's so funny. All right, anyway, love you. Fun love dancing. You.